I'm Tai Ma, and I play the father of Mulan, which is on Disney Plus right now, streaming. So, and I'm on the show with these fabulous people called Below the Belt Show. And anytime they want me to come back, I'll be here. The Below the Belt Show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effing House um, Entertainment Talk by the formerly Bad Boys of Baltimore, but we've expa- expanded our our panel to women and people all over. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and introduce said panel, starting with that's right, he is the king of the '80s. The demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. God, the bad boys of Baltimore. That was a long Formally time ago. known as the bad <laughs> boys of Baltimore. We can't limit ourselves just to be more right. now because we have other people uh, from all walks of life and women. And you, can't, and you can't assume our gender. <laughs> right, right. We got we got a gay Russian. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got, well, we got and we got the Persian way. prince of pop culture. That's right. He is the one and the only <laughs> Mike, the General Zod. Yeah, it's uh, always great to be here, and I am a bad boy of Baltimore. Oh, you are. You are. You are okay. Yes. That's true. Why did That's... you get in trouble? <laughs> 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 bad behavior or uh... i mean i think we can still use that title I mean, yeah, we... it it flows it sounds good yeah why not? <laughs> right <laughs> you can be a, you can be the bad babe of baltimore no i mean bad boy doesn't yeah, necessarily have to be gender specific it can doesn't? be okay yeah i don't even yeah i don't even think of it like that but oh yeah are you whatever we, we've, we've, been, we've been through this we've but been was... through this whole was yeah, bad boys? was that was that Gloria Diddy. or Bad Boys for Life? Janet that Jackson. was like a whole thing. Yeah, Miss um, Miss uh, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Nasty Boys. That was Janet Jackson. Okay. That was Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah then, she had that song. Didn't some '80s pop star sing Bad Boys too? Yeah, bad, bad, bad boys. And, and of course, bad the, boys. The, you make me feel so do? good. And the cops theme song. <laughs> that one, yeah. Yeah. Well, but we haven't introduced <laughs> the bad babe in the in the panel, in the virtual panel. The Miami will. Sound Machine. Ah. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's the one and only. The every, bad boy. The bad boy. Every iteration of Daenerys Targaryen. Your grace, the mother of dragons, the breaker of chains, queen of the unburnt, Lady Morgan, fabulous, a.k.a. Miss Light Skin Talents. Welcome back to BTV. Hi, guys. Great to be here, as always. <laughs> I love I love this crew, the bad boys of Baltimore. That's how we do, right? <laughs> All right. That is how we do. Yes. Well, it's glad to have uh, some of the premier panelists. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. below the, the belt. Premier. Yeah, For tonight. General's been a minute, right? General has been a minute. General yeah, likes to like, go. I was also three weeks. Say. Three can, weeks? I, can I say this on the air? The general likes to hide and then reappear. Yeah. He's very busy. He's, <laughs> he's very infamous for <laughs> for being off the grid, and then you can catch him on the grid. But. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like a groundhog. I'll just show up, and uh, you know, if I see my shadow, I'll go back in. And <laughs> he's the bad boy of the of the basement. Yes. <laughs> I'm also I'm also a bad boy because I can't find my headphones, which is not really. Great. Oh, yeah. We're wondering why. uh, One job. I mean, you sound okay, I think. He does sound okay, guys. But we have a tremendous show from the tippy tippy top to the rock, rock bottom. Um, Let's go ahead and introduce our celebrity caller later in the program. She is a beauty, uh, Canadian beauty. Um, she is um, on Nancy Drew on the CW Network, which is our second guest this year from CW's Nancy Drew. And of right. course, myself and Chachi were, were at the New York Comic Con where we interviewed um, many of the actresses and actors from Nancy Drew as well. Um, I can't she remember plays... that long ago. <laughs> yes, I know. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's a whole a different con, life. right? Yeah. But we have... Um, Adila Dasani. Um, she's so pretty. She's yeah, really Adila Dasani, who plays one half of the Bobsy Twins. Now, the Bobsy Twins have been a part of the Nancy Drew universe for a long time. They've all, they've actually mm-hmm. branched off into their own uh, book. Um, but CW, of course, likes to mix things up. Um, and uh, looks like um, they're doing an ethnic spin on the twins um, with Pranit Akila playing Gil Bobsey and our guest Adila Dasani playing Amanda Bobsey. Um, it's actually really, really cool that they're they're actually yeah. instead of it just being black, white or Hispanic and white, they're right. moving into like South Asian. And uh, yeah, that's a. That's a you real seem, credit to the CW. You seem very worldly, Persian Prince. Uh, <laughs> what nationality, based on our guest's name, would she be? Adila She's Dasani. Indian. She's Indian. definitely Indian. Okay. That's Indian great. or maybe Pakistan. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought. And everything I'm looking up, it doesn't say, but um, it just says Canadian. Yeah. Right. But I thought. I thought her ethnicity was of Indian descent. But yeah. again, I didn't want to. I did not want to be the one that said, you know, right. said that and, and that's wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's stunning. I don't care what she is. She's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I, I agree, I agree with beautiful. General. Uh-huh. 
I'm also, I also agree with General. Like, I'm sick of um, black and white people. Oh, <laughs> time something different, you know what I mean? Something different, for I sure. That's certainly the case with Adila. Um, she's also going to be appearing on a show called Crossword Mysteries with Lacey Chabert, who we all know and love oh, from wow. Mean Girls um, and Party of Five. Um, she's also going to be in a Hallmark movie called Beverly Hills Wedding. So excited oh, oh to talk. Oh, my God. Lacey Chabert is all over Hallmark. <laughs> I'm like a homer. I'm well, there you go. Yeah, she was a she was an she was an elf in Party of Five, right? An elf. Back yeah. in the day, yeah, wasn't she like a little elf? <laughs> she was the youngest yeah. uh, of the siblings. Yeah, she, she was on Party of Five, probably like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. trying to talk to Adila uh, Dasani on Below the Belt show. So. Let's just get right into it, guys. Lots of stuff going on in the world of entertainment, guys. Your grace and yours truly, Lord Alberto of House Soto, (laughs) uh, got to check out Raya and the Last Dragon. And it is the number one movie, guys. The number one movie at the box office. Did you hit the theaters or did you see it on Disney Plus? Yes. We the th- saw it in the theater. The man. theaters. The only way to see it. Well, now you've yes. already ruined it for kept me. My, it's the last dragon now. I had my mask on the whole time, and it was amazing. Like, I, I had a good time. Like, it was a fun film. It was it's, great. It's for the yeah. whole family. It's a little bit of a heist movie um, because it's all about retrieving the five pieces of the gem. Um, but I guess we shouldn't, for those of the, haven't seen it, yeah, talk too much about the plot line, but some of the characters in Ryan, the last dragon were just <laughs> so stinking cute. They had this armadillo type of uh, creature mm-hmm. that Raya rode uh, through the, the five realms or whatever. Um, they had, um, just, I mean, the dragons themselves are really cool looking. Um, and you know it was a yeah. it was a fun film. It was a really fun film. Um, the antagonists were were pretty uh were pretty evil. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, had a nice I, humor. Yeah. They had farting bugs. I, also, <laughs> I mean, farts and bugs. <laughs> it was funny. Like I thought it was like Al and I were laughing like out loud and. Not only that, like the story was great, um, but it was also like visually like stunning. Like, remember how there were so many parts where we were like, "Is that animated?" Like, it literally looked like parts of Asia or India. Like, it was. I was like, "I want to be there." Like, it was certainly. I don't agree know. With you. I don't know how they did that, but it was. It was so stunningly beautiful. Like. Like we were both like, is that cartoon? Is that like animated? It was, right. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, some breathtaking very landscapes. Nice. The the body. Aquafina is hysterical. Aquafina is hysterical in it. Like she's. Yeah, and and it actually sold out what? all over Manhattan because it's the first weekend. Um, this past weekend was the first weekend that um, movies uh were allowed to show in theaters or rather theaters in general were open in New York. Mm-hmm. So that, that, you know, kind of contributed to being uh, at the top of the box office. So. We know as long as it beats out crudes, I'm happy. Crudes new <laughs> age. Of, yeah. I think of crudes being like in the top, like 
four for the past like eight okay. months. Okay. So uh, yeah, Tom and Jerry. Right, Tom and Jerry dropped to number two. Chaos Walking, which I do want to see with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. It's a dystopian sci-fi yeah, thriller. A dumb movie. Yeah, I heard that that movie had been sitting on shelves. Now, why do you say you dumb? Heard. And Chachi, I'm <laughs> guessing you got you got a chance to see it. I did see it. I did okay, see it. Okay, so what's what's your review of Chaos Walking for those that haven't seen it? For me, it was annoying as shit. Like, really? Yeah, it, I mean, it was a different premise, which I can appreciate. Where um, on this planet, they um, for the guys, you can hear their um, thoughts. You know, people okay. can hear each other's thoughts. You know, right. and and it happened the whole entire movie. So, like, I mean, it would have been a cool premise, you know, if it happened for like 15 minutes or something weird. But like, just the whole entire movie, you're hearing everybody's thoughts the whole entire time, and it just got to be super annoying for me. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Because the motivation is to watch Daisy Ridley. I mean, as a Star Wars super fan, to see Ray. In a different role. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's what. Wasn't this know, that movie? That movie was made. That movie was made before um, before any of the Star Wars movies came out. And really? Is that all? Yeah, really? Spider Man movies. I, I think. think, I think Wait I, a minute. Even before the Force Awakens, are you sure about that, General? I think because they they were they were saying that um, neither Tom Holland nor Daisy Ridley were stars when that movie was really filmed. now. What, oh, okay. What took so long for the film to be released? Who knows? Probably. Uh, uh, I mean, Chachi wasn't a fan of it, and it didn't get good reviews. So it yeah. may be the fact that it's not a great movie. Okay. Well, they probably waited for a time where people were super annoyed by other things, like COVID, so they wouldn't have been yeah. as annoyed yeah. from that movie. But, yeah. but like I said, like I appreciate the fact that it was something different, because we always bitch about remakes and reboots and all this um, sequels and stuff, right. so... I appreciate something different, but for me, like, it just, I mean, you're hearing people's thoughts throughout the whole movie, and people, it's just random thoughts blurting out, you know, like, think of you sitting, uh, you know, throughout the day, just looking at stuff and thinking whatever you're thinking, and just, but people can hear it. It'll get to be real annoying real fast. And that's that's why being a telepath movie. would probably really suck. Yeah, and plus you, you would hear how much people hate you all the time, and like, yeah. oh my god, here comes this asshole again, just smile, pretend you like him, like, it'd be the worst. I mean, you'd You'd kill yourself after a week. <laughs> you would. If you heard people's real thoughts. Unless you can realize, hear I didn't realize Charlie Kaufman wrote the screenplay for it. That's uh, He's usually really, really good. Does it say yeah. when he wrote it? What's that? Does it say when they um, filmed it? No, well, that's what I'm looking up now. Okay, it, it was filmed right after The Force Awakens came out. It began oh, okay. in 17. Wow. So. so before she became a star, and that was before the first... Um, Spider-Man film in, in the MCU, right? Um, was that also before that as well? You say both, be, they were both not stars at the time. Well, Daisy Ridley might have just started becoming one because of Force okay. Awakens, which had okay. just come out. But um, yeah, this is before. I mean, Tom Holland had already been Spider-Man in Civil War by the time that came out. Okay, but, very good. But like, uh, I don't think uh, like Far From Home. Or what was the first one called? The first Homecoming. one was called Homecoming, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Well, there's um some optimistic stuff about movies. Um the A Quiet Pace Part Two was actually moved um earlier. Um wow. you know, yeah, because movies are usually getting pushed you know, pushed back. Right. Um this uh, A Quiet Place Part Two has been moved to Memorial Day weekend, previously slated 
for September. So that's really positive. Is Black um, Widow still coming out in March in May? Black Widow is still scheduled to be released in May, General Zod. Yes. Are you really are you looking forward to Black Widow? Of course. I'm looking forward to all MCU stuff. Yeah, all <laughs> MCU stuff. Heck yeah. Um the latest Fast and Furious film oh. um will now roar into theaters on June twenty fifth instead of May twenty eighth. So there's a few changes in the scheduling for um, films coming out. And they can Chach, push that back to 2000 and ever. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny, Chuck? You actually sent me an, an upcoming film with Johnny Depp, um, which is centers around the murder of Biggie Smalls. Notorious yes. B.I.G. Yes. And I thought it was really interesting that the, the news outlets that I usually go to uh, to compile – the weekly news um, didn't talk about the movie. I wonder if it was on purpose due to uh, the controversy surrounding Johnny Depp at the time. I'm not sure, but nonetheless, a trailer just dropped for this film called city of lies. Um, and uh, the trailer looks pretty dope, man. I got to admit um, it's uh, I feel like we've seen the story of, um, of Biggie before. Yeah, in, there was a series. Yeah. About the um about the murder and the um police investigation. Yeah. And everything. So yeah, I there was a documentary on Netflix that was about Biggie, and this was more about his early life of him as like a teenager and him just starting out rapping. Yeah. And stuff. So that, that was really good, I thought. Okay. On Netflix. Um, yeah. So look yeah. out for this film coming out soon. Yeah. Can you um, leave all this time? Like you know, two of the biggest rap stars like in history, like both mm-hmm. murdered, both never had discovered who murdered them. And yeah, never resolved. To this day. Yes, yeah, somebody has to fucking know, but no one somebody's not talking. You know, somebody has to know and somebody's not talking. So um it's it's a, there's a really somebody great, could be at large. Somebody could there's be at a, large. There's a really great well, I mean I shouldn't talk about other podcasts, but it's a very different kind of podcast called Slow Burn. And uh talked what, up before general. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. They have a they have an hey, entire why don't you marry season. them, General? God. They, <laughs> they have an entire season where they do a deep dive into both the Biggie and Tupac murders. Okay. And um yeah, I learned a lot of shit from from that about like you know, like apparently how much obstruction the police had in LA when they were right. investigating uh and like a lot of it was like internal obstruction too. Like a lot of the police really didn't want to like really uh, really investigate it that closely. And um, yeah, so interesting. A lot of good stuff there. All right. Another movie to look forward to is a Robert De Niro film. Um, his next film is called Wash Me in a River. It's just been uh, picked up uh, distribution. Um, is is and, the word grandpa anywhere in that? No word, no grandpa anywhere. <laughs> okay. Hopefully this will be, yeah, uh, you know, closer. So to... he's not doing his grandpa trilogy, didn't he? Do like <laughs> other he's been. With... He's either playing uh, gang. He's either in gangster movies or or grand or being grandpa. He's one of the two. Yeah. What's it called? Um, but it's called Wash Me in the River. It has a different... so. Different title in Baltimore is is Wash Me in the River. Yes, Wash Me in the River, Owen. Um, Quite yeah, the bad Well, it's an action thriller. Tells the story of a recovering opioid addict who seeks revenge on the mm. dealers responsible for selling the drugs that 
resulted in his fiance's death, all while two cops are hot on his trail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Okay. Um, news and productions. We all know about the Borderlands movie that uh, the Catherine Big Nick is excited about because he played this uh, video game um, rather in, intensively. Um, and um, they just um, added an actor. It's a boxer turned actor um, who will play Krieg, the hulking protector of T- Tiny Tina. Okay, so uh, they needed a big guy for this role. You know, um, you know the boxer turned actor worked before in, in um, mm-hmm. Rocky um, Five. Right, so, right. With, with, with Tommy Morrison. Tommy Morrison <laughs> that, worked, right. that worked out great. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how. Floyd Patterson played in something. Oh, not Floyd Patterson. What's it? Floyd Merriweather. Mayweather? Floyd Mayweather. May- mm-hmm. Mayweather, yeah. He was in one of the Matrix movies. I remember that. I did. Oh, wow. I didn't. I don't recall uh, Floyd in that one. Okay. Yeah, he played, he, he played one of the. Um, mm-hmm. I, just, I just remember this scene where they're in the Matrix and it's like a meeting of like all of these like resistance people and they're all dressed in like these black suits. Huh. And, and he's one of them. Okay. Oh, this this like part two or three? Probably two or three. Yeah, nobody remembers part two or three. It's like we're in the Matrix and nobody remembers part two or three. Like what happened, what the storyline was. <laughs> yeah. Well, this Romanian boxer, his name is Florian Montanu. Hmm. So uh, already a great cast. Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black. Um, and Ariana Greenblatt will play Tiny Tina. So a good cast has been assembled for this one already. Um, so this ti- the title of this movie is hysterical. <laughs> it's called Cocaine Bear. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually based on a true story where a 175 pound black bear consumed the contents of a duffel bag filled with over 70 pounds of cocaine that was dropped from an airplane by a local drug smuggler. Uh, the bear was later found dead of apparent drug overdose. Wow. Um, but I guess it's interesting. They're going to make a film out of that plot line. I mean, well, is it going to be is it going to be like a like a crime movie or is it going to be like a comedy showing like this rampaging? Like, well, okay, they're bear? calling it a, a, a horror comedy. Okay, okay, so it's probably the bear rampaging around while it's yeah. high on cocaine. Okay, yeah, so they're probably going to put some fictional aspects to it. Yeah. Before he before he dies of the overdose, he's just gonna go crazy. Yeah. And, and be like Cokie and Charlie Sheen on a on a <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's very loosely based on the true story. Like he and, loosely based. Okay, cool. He didn't act all crazy. I think he just died, and that was it. Like the, the bear just died. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was it. I think that was like nothing. Yeah, crazy. yeah. it's I'm just, hysterical. I'm just trying to imagine what's going through that bear's head because it finds this uh, this bag and it's probably thinking, oh, there's food in here and. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have like an extra special sense of smell, so they probably. Oh, he was smelling can. it all right. Don't worry about yeah. that. <laughs> and like uh, Elizabeth Banks will be directing, and uh, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller are producing. Okay, well, they got they got a good uh, track record. Phil yeah. Lord and Chris Miller do. Your Grace, Morgan Fab, are you back? Is this better? Yes, oh, yeah, so a far. thousand times better. Woo-hoo! Praise God. I don't know what was going on. That was yeah. So, yeah. 
Hey, yeah, Chachi, Chachi would be your tech support here. There you Thank go. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. We, do, uh, we do celebrity news um, and entertainment and tech support. There awesome. we go. There we go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is Christina Ricci. We got to meet her at Mania a few years yes. back, Chach. Uh, awesome. She now the lead role in a movie called Monstrous. It's a supernatural thriller uh, from director Chris Silvertson. Um and yeah, I mean, it, based on the title, it's a remote sanctuary where ha- where they have to find a bigger, more terrifying monster to deal with. So, um, um, yeah, that that's always exciting. Um, I mean, obviously, we know Christian, Christina Ricci from such great monsterific type of things, you know, Wednesday Adams and the Adams Family, you know, and uh, other um, films of that like. Um, we also have a new action thriller starring Bruce Willis, Luke Wilson, and Devin Sawa. It's a crime action thriller called Gasoline uh, Alley. Loved Devin Sawa. You love Devin Sawa? Okay. Back in the day. He was, yeah. Ca- he was Casper. He was Casper, yes. Wait, was it Christina Ritchie and Casper as well? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Interesting, yeah. Interestingly enough, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, um, Bruce oh, Willis. Gasoline Alley. Okay, yeah. Is that what you said? Gasoline Alley. Is that so based on a book? Well, well it's, it, it's, um, centers on Sawa's character of Jimmy, a rockabilly boss type suckered into a triple murder of three Hollywood starlets drowned in a luxury hotel pool. And he becomes the prime suspect for the detectives played by Bruce Willis and um, Wilson and Luke Wilson. Called Gasoline Alley. Gasoline Alley. Okay, I think that's a. It is based on the book then. Right, I'm like that sounds really familiar to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds pretty cool. I'll be. I'll be checking it out. I'll Um, watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, director of John Wick, Chad Stahelski, has been attached uh, for an action thriller pitch called Classified. Uh, no cast has been announced just yet, but it's going to be described as Die Hard meets Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? It's set inside a top-secret government bunker that contains relics covertly recovered during World War II. Okay, so... There's your little hybrid right there, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess so. It's basically, I guess, terrorists take over a uh, like relic, you know, uh, facility. And I don't just, know. I mean, if it's John Wick's uh, director, expect some crazy fight scenes and and, and action packed. Um, now this is interesting. They're doing a um, a coming of age movie loosely based on Steven Spielberg's childhood. It's kind of pretty cool. cool. Yeah, so Michelle Williams will be uh, also joining the cast. Um, Spielberg actually co-wrote the script with Tony Kushner, who actually wrote Lincoln and West Side Story for mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg. As you know, um, Spielberg's Spielberg's upcoming project is West Side Story, which is uh, okay. due it. in theaters December 10th, 2021. I know, Morgan, you're probably looking forward to that one as well. Um. Lady Gaga just dropped a photo of her character of uh, Patricia Reggiani, Gucci's ex-wife, in the upcoming movie about his assassination. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Adam Driver is in uh, the film as well. Um, Gucci was killed too. Gucci, yeah, Mauricio Gucci. The, yeah, the so Gucci was killed. Versace was Versace killed. Versace was killed. Isn't that crazy? Kill all the you know big designers, I guess. God. Yeah, isn't that wild? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. I know. And that. then um, who was the the handbag uh fashion icon that killed herself? Um, Kate Coach? Spade. Was it Kate Spade. No, Kate Spade. Jackie Coach. No, uh, Kate, Kate Spade. Kate Spade. Sadly killed herself. So a lot of tragedy in the fashion world, you know. But it's this is life, man. Yeah, Gaga's um, first role since her, her nominated performance in A Star Is Born. So, oh. Yeah. Speaking of biopics, Kenneth Branagh will direct the upcoming Bee Gees biopic. Interesting. I mean, they've done a lot of uh, artists like the Elton John biopic and Rocket Man and. That's Bohemian, cool. Bohemian Rhapsody biopic, and now they're doing the Bee Gees. Um, I mean, people has... make fun of the Bee Gees, but I mean they were like one of the biggest groups of all time. Yeah, and their and their heyday, my God. Yeah, they're great songwriters. There's really too. nothing to make fun of either. Like I mean, they people they make fun of disco that... and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, something oh. to look forward to for sure. So they're going to do a making of the uh, of the Godfather movie. Um, I guess similar to the vein of Mank, which is kind of the making of Citizen Kane. It's called Francis and the Godfather, and Al Fanning has been cast in that. Um, so look out for that film. Um, wow, I guess it's better to make a making of than a, a reboot or sequel of a movie that doesn't need one, right? Yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. Imagine they made a sequel of the... The only they could make a Godfather four. I know would that would that work? I mean, at this point, um, well, well, well um, three didn't work, so I doubt four would work. <laughs> uh, let's see. Emma Corn from The Crown uh, has another um, film. Um, she just won um, the Golden Globe for Best Actress, um, playing a high society woman called Lady Chatterley's Lover, a romance drama. I'd, so, I'd say they. That, I've read that book. Yeah, based on D. H. Lawrence novel. Yes. D. H. Oh my God, this it is does. like famous softcore porn book. Yes. Softcore porn. Yeah, I've heard about that about the. You know what's funny is like, I have a vivid memory of my senior year at St. Paul's School for Girls having <laughs> to pick an author and read three books by them, and I okay. picked D. H. Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> And I had to read Lady Charlie's Lover. I don't remember the others, but like that was one of the books I had to read. And my mom was like, "Why did you pick this?" I'm like, "I don't know. It sounds." I know good. your mom's librarian. She's like trying to hide all the. Yeah, books. I'm like, <laughs> I also remember. No one else, like no one else, picked that. So I was like, I want to pick like. And was it, it really was naughty? Super, super naughty. I don't really remember. I mean, I just remember you they were remember. very. You remember. You remember. Well, the books were very long. Like yeah. it was, they yeah. were like it was thick books, and like everyone was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read like Raisin in the Sun, The Color Purple, like Grapes." Well, actually, Grapes of Wrath is a, a very long novel as well. But like everyone was just picking like the books that everyone always picks, and I was like, I want to do something that no one else has done, but. That's very interesting that they're. Is this a movie or a? They're making a show? film. Yeah, a film. Yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. It's not the. It's actually not the first um, first adaptation of that book because I remember. Oh, really. When I was a kid, uh, there was an adaptation that played on Skinamax like all the time. <laughs> and really. Like uh, and uh, this is you know I was like pretty young but um i remembered it yeah interesting uh billy lord love billy lord you know she's an american horror story she's in star wars she's of course the daughter of carrie fisher uh is joining george clooney and julia roberts in a film called ticket to paradise a romantic comedy um with the director of mama mia here we go again love mama mia yeah so billy is going to play a a college graduate who travels with travels with her best friend for a holiday in bali interesting yeah and clooney and roberts will actually play the parents who travel to bali to stop their daughter from repeating an error they made 25 years earlier i want to go to bali i know right uh, other comedy films include um, a comedy called Bros, a romantic comedy with Billy Eichner. Um, he's hilarious. Yep. He's the first openly gay man to star and co-write his own major studio film. That can't be true. Is that really true? That's what that's what they're reading here, yeah. That's what Universal Studios is actually touting him as the first openly gay man to star and co-write. In 2021, uh, that's 2021. The first... That's what they're touting. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't like two thirds of Hollywood gay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not open. But open. Uh, open. That's all right. of that. Like. Yes. That's a good point. So all Tom, the Tom, Tom all the Tom Cruise, yeah, right. yeah. all the Tom Cruise movies, yeah. like, they don't count. Like... <laughs> well, just... Didn't Kevin Spacey co-write at least one movie? I don't know. That's what Universal is touting it as, as, as that. So, um, or is it? It may be because I swear, like, there's no way Billy Eichner could be the first one in 2021. That just seems no. wrong to me. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. in general. You find out. You you dig through a gay porn and find something. <laughs> like, all right, let's move on hard. to tele- Let's move on to television, guys. Let's start with yeah, Disney Plus. And let's just, just go right into the WandaVision finale, General. This is your wheelhouse. Yeah, General, I have to applaud you. What you were telling us previously when you're on Below the Belt uh, came true. Uh, you talked about Agatha Harkness. It was Agatha all along who was Agnes. They, they, did, they did surprise me with one thing because they made Agatha just a straight-up villain. And like, uh, I was so that was not- a surprise for you. So, so she traditionally was not a villain. Yeah. In the in the comic books. Okay. Right, right. And uh, I mean of course they they kind of like, you know, I had I had some I got to say like I thought the uh the finale was a little bit of a letdown because Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, Well, for one thing, um and this was this was written about a lot, but um well, like the uh, the whole thing with Quicksilver, that was really super disappointing. Where it was, he was just some yes. Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> so that 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 was my, the most disappointing thing for me because that takes his character uh, um, out of the possibility of the multiverse of the mutants crossing over into the MCU. Right. And because they confirmed he is not 
the Quicksilver from MCU. That was very disappointing. That was probably the only problem I had with the finale. There were Um, were also... Okay, so... Like, uh, they left so much, like, unanswered in terms of, like, you know, like, they dropped this entire plot line. They kept hinting at how, um, what's the FBI agent's name? Jimmy Woo? Jimmy uh, Woo, yeah. Like, the whole reason why he was around Westview was because there was supposed to be some, um, some witness that, in the witness protection program that he was protecting. They completely dropped that plot line. And then, um, also... You know, there was the whole thing with uh, Monica Rambeau uh, kept talking about how she was going to meet up with this aerospace engineer. And the way they did it, they always do it where they don't actually name the character. They're just saying, oh, I'm going to see a witness. I'm going to see a guy. Okay. And you always assume that that means that the character that they're going to see is going to be someone significant, probably right. like reveal. And they didn't do that. And, Instead, uh, Monica was greeted by an alien species, right, General? Right, right, right. If you see who, uh, who, which actually kind of may tie into the next Captain Marvel film, which makes um, sense. Yep. We also got to see Monica Rambo's powers being used, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's gonna be Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. As you alluded to before. Um, but, but you know, the scroll tie-in was kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. It was, was. And I did like, I did like the fact that they, uh, you know, they, you know, they also kind of set up the the next Doctor Strange movie with like the Darkhold. The Darkhold is like. Okay, so that's that is the um, end credit scene mm-hmm. you're alluding to. Yeah. And that um, that Darkhold was that that mystical magical book, right? That right, Wanda it's was reading um, in and some that, deserted mountain cottage. Yeah, right? that's Mount Wondagore, probably. Okay, please <laughs> see how General knows about this. Talk talk about the Mount the Mount Wondagore or whatever it's called. Oh, okay, well that's nothing. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Wanda? Okay, there's a uh, there's a pretty significant adventure story where uh this mount wendigore is supposed to be like at least in the comics like yeah. they, ch- they change the origin for both wanda and pietro in the movie where it's like in sokovia and everything and they were like orphaned from the war but in the comics mount wendigore is where um both um both wanda and pietro are born and Originally, uh, it was supposed to be that um, Magneto was their father, and that was like that was the whole thing for like years and years and years. And then right. they they retconned that when um, you know Disney didn't have the X Men rights. I'm assuming they're gonna right. recon that now. I think they'll recon that. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, so Mount Wendigore, it's also the place like the the Darkhold that book. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the guy who the well not guy the uh, the being that created it is this demon named Chithan, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and um, it's it's like it's kind of like he's kind Gotta of I love like, General's knowledge. I know, I know. Me too. Yeah. So Chithan Chithan has like I think on two separate <laughs> occasions kind of corrupted Wanda. Yeah. At least and, and so, like, I think that's where they're going with that. 
interesting. Visually, it was beautiful. That cabin in, in the mountains looked amazing. Um, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, what else? Let's talk about White Vision. Um, was White the wow. was the White Vision, which Chachi alluded to, had privilege uh, yeah. <laughs> last week? Yeah, it sounds like some KKK manual. Um, was he significant in the comic book lore? Yeah, that's that's what the vision looked like for a lot of the nineties. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, and it like the whole story. I mean, they they kind of took that story from, um, you know, they they took a lot of that. In fact, they even took like images from the show, like that part where vision's body is totally taken apart and it's all wires and everything yeah that's directly from a comic book that leads to him becoming the white vision and uh, <laughs> i think and, that's amazing thank you thank yeah, you yeah yeah we say every week that you're not only here general we're like man we wish we wish general was on here to <laughs> give us a background of whatever topic it is like some kind yeah. of superhero so, topic vision was really uh uh I guess a um, amalgam of different comic storylines, right? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just one specific storyline, right? Yeah. And that's one thing they did really well because it did. I mean, at least, uh, at least you know, for the majority of it, like it did seem like, even though it, it was an MCU show, and you know, it did end with. Uh, you know, with a lot of, like, superhero fighting and everything, it did feel like it was a lot more intimate. Like, a lot of it was about, like, you know, someone dealing with grief and loss. Right. And right. Um, I think they kind of let Wanda off the hook a little bit too, Pat, like, you know, because she essentially, like, tortured an entire town <laughs> of people. Yeah. And, and, uh, she controlled they, their minds. Yeah. Yeah. And they made it. They made it seem like they were actually like suffering while their minds were controlled. Yeah, and exactly. so like, you know, that's a that's kind of a difficult plot line not to uh, not to reconcile. But what happens? So so basically, Wanda's vision touches the the the, the mind stone of the White Vision. Mm -hmm. All his memories come back, and then where does White Vision go at that point? Um, he yeah. probably leaves and goes and wanders and becomes a superhero yeah. so the next Avengers we, movie. Okay, we didn't get to see what, what, what occurred. Um, but I guess that's just assumed that he just flies off. Yeah, he's probably he'll probably be in some MCU movie in the future. And okay. So, um, probably the next Avengers one. And um, So who is closer to the vision we knew in the Avengers Endgame? Is it the White Vision or is it the WandaVision's creation well i mean probably the wandavision creation was more close to i mean oh did you hear that yeah it's uh it's more close to um what um like wanda perceived the vision to be like and um but i guess i mean they'll reveal more like uh because after the want like the green vision the green like imaginary vision or whatever um transfers the memories in you would assume that the white vision is effectively the same vision just not you know not in love with wanda the same way 
which is how in the comics that's how they kind of broke up vision and scarlet witch as a Ah. comics interesting i love the finale again i agree with you general the one gripe i do have is that um the evan peters quicksilver is not indeed quicksilver Uh, he was controlled by agatha with that necklace Sally, who's just a regular guy with a headshot. <laughs> yeah. Was it Ralph Boner? Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Ralph yeah. Boner. He is a nobody. Basically. You know what? It, you know what? It would be kind of cool if they tied it all together, and Ralph Boner was the witness that they were trying to do under witness protection, and he was actually Quicksilver. But <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. Yeah, so, but, but that takes him out of the possibility. Of reprising his role as the actual Quicksilver, doesn't well, it? Well, if he's under witness protection, like uh, if he is the X Men's Quicksilver, and there was some kind of bleed over, then that would actually explain why he's under. I don't know. I'm just making okay. it up. But it, it, right. like, uh, well, that was like the only big um, Disney Plus yeah. news to talk about. But Chachi, you sent me a rumor um, article of a Luke Skywalker series for Disney Plus that has not been confirmed. But um, I, I find that exciting, but it really would have to be a recast. I can't imagine them doing young Luke CGI uh, for an entire series. I just They can't. Feel... That would be too expensive. So I know that we have talked on the show that Sebastian Stan would be a great uh, actor to play young Luke, um, which would be the Luke in between episodes six and seven, Turn the Jedi and the Force Awakens, training all the Jedi. Again, this has not been confirmed yet, but it's certainly just a rumor for now. So just take it as it will. Um, but it looks like Kathleen Kennedy is sticking around Lucasfilm. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people was, were, were hoping that she would step down and like. Maybe someone like a Dave Filoni or a John Favreau step up as the head of Lucasfilm, but um, she's not going anywhere, Chach. <laughs> no, like you think, you think Disney's gonna fire some high-powered woman? <laughs> right. yeah. Not Disney, not Disney. Yeah, they'll, they'll hire um, uh, a woman that um, that leans conservative and says some really wild things on social media. <laughs> In Gina Carano, that is, but uh, but they won't fire Kathleen Kennedy unless she tweets something crazy. It's probably the only way you should get that. Yeah, not for doing a bad job. Yeah. Right. 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 Now this is crazy on HBO Max. Some people actually got a sneak peek of Zack Snyder's Justice League. They mistakenly dropped it when when uh, I guess we clicked on Tom and Jerry. Zack Snyder's Justice Justice League dropped and it played for a little while until i guess they realized it was a mistake but expect somebody to get fired you know because obviously there's some major you know major story story plot points that may have been revealed um but i'm really excited march 18th we're getting the four hour Zack snyder justice league and uh we've actually talked about you know how Jared Leto's reprising Joker, but um, just revealed that um, Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke will be appearing. They actually had to reshoot some scenes um, for his character. And if you remember, that was the end credits scene for the original Justice League movie in 2017. So 
um, they decided to um, to reshoot his scenes, and I guess I think that's great. And, you know, he's been a great you know villain, one of the most deadly rogues from uh, the Rogues Gallery from Batman. Yeah, so he's actually not real. He's more of a like a Teen Titans villain. That's where he started, or a Green Arrow villain. But, oh, I see, okay. Yeah, but that's uh, I guess he's he's like one of those just like overall DC villains now. Okay. Not, yeah, but it's uh, but that's a uh, that's pretty wild that like on the 18th the Justice League uh the the Justice League movie comes out again, and then on the 19th Falcon and Winter Soldier come out. Oh, okay. And so, uh, lots to talk about in upcoming BTV shows with yeah. both, uh, Falcon and not much of a gap between WandaVision and, and Falcon Winter Soldier. So that's that's great for you, uh, MCU fans. I think that's yeah. fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I'm look, I'm looking forward to the Justice League. Um, I mean, I don't know why none of Zack Snyder's other stuff has been any good, but people are excited about this. Yeah, I think he has. Um, Studio heads to impress um, if he wants to touch the DC universe again because yeah. Batman v Superman and and of course the first Justice League with Josh Whedon so you can't count that uh, yeah Batman v Superman was less than desired um, he he also did Man of Steel correct General right yeah okay I'm not sure he if yeah he did he did okay, okay. sorry um, so I thought he did great uh, I think Man of Steel was his best his best best offering uh, for DCU. Um. Oh, Jenna, you're probably going to be really excited uh, to hear that Doom Patrol is adding another cast member, and you probably know about this ca- uh, this character. <laughs> I guarantee you know about this character. Madame Roche? Oh, yeah. She's a villain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a, a complicated and electrifying eccentric who arrives at Doom Manor with a very specific mission. If only she could remember it. Um, oh, so they're changing it. They're changing it a little bit. She was okay. a she was a villain in the comics. You know, maybe okay. maybe that might be the big reveal in the season. But yeah, it, for like, season three. It was, yeah. And it's uh, Michelle Gomez who uh, appeared on The Flight Attendant on HBO mm-hmm. Max with Kelly Cuoco. Um, so look for that uh, for the upcoming season of Doom Patrol. Um, also on HBO Max. Um, there's a drama called Duster from J.J. Abrams um, coming out soon with lost actor Josh Holloway. It's oh, a period, cool. Yeah. I've actually wondered what he's been up to for a yeah, long time. It's a period crime drama. Cool. Set in the 1970s Southwest, follows the life of a gutsy getaway driver for a growing crime syndicate as it goes from an awfully... As it goes from awful to wildly, stupidly, dangerously awful. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I'll see. Yeah. And this is great news for our DMV based actors. HBO is bringing a series to Baltimore um, from the mind of the wire, David Simon and George Pelicanos. Uh, it's based on a true story of the infamous Baltimore gun trace task force holy shit that could be really oh my god yes amazing amazing right yeah simon the pelicanus will write and executive produce the drama it's saying a limited series obviously we'd love for it to be a regular series but maybe they'll see how the first season does 
But, well, I mean, if it's specifically the Gun Trace Task Force, uh, is that a is that a finite story? Yeah, because they all okay. go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert! Spoiler alert! Yeah, it's not, really, it's not really spoiler, but it's an actual event. So yeah, yeah, but that's a that is a crazy ass story. So oh, cool! You're familiar so with it. Okay, a, cool. Especially if it's uh, Pelicanos, who is a an amazingly good writer and nice. was a writer, was a writer on the wire too. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, David Simon can't do no wrong either. Exactly. And they're coming home the Baltimore guys. So this is exciting news for DMV based actors like myself and uh, everyone else. Yeah. So um yeah. Good. Yeah, some more positive stories about Baltimore. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how can I be an extra? Oh yeah, I like, know. I, like anywhere oh, you yeah. go in the world, you're like, oh, I'm from Baltimore. Oh, that's that's the wire. It must be dangerous there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, that wasn't my life. St. <laughs> <laughs> Paul School for Girls. I get yeah. it. I grew, uh, up in a, I grew up in a crack house myself. Right. <laughs> Look at me now. Yes. <laughs> right. If I could do it, you could do it. Right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Netflix news. So Christian Bale, um, speaking of Baltimore, they're doing an Edgar Allan Poe-inspired thriller called The Pale Blue Eye, um, starring Christian Bale. Um, they actually, Netflix just purchased the film for $55 million. Wow. Um, so that's huge. Based on a 2003 novel by Louis Bayard. It's uh, set in 1850 and finds a veteran detective played by Christian Bale invest- investigating a gruesome murder at West Point Academy. Wasn't Edgar so, Allan Poe dead by 1850? thought he was. Huh. Okay. But is Edgar Allan Poe like a character in, the, in this movie? Well, so basically the detective takes on a young poet with a penchant for drink, the man who will someday... Come to be known as the world as Edgar Allan Poe. So we're okay. talking, talking about a younger Edgar Allan Poe. Um, yeah, he be, died in 49. He died in 1849, yeah, so that'd be 40. a little weird if he's, <laughs> you know, in 1850. It's 1830. 1830. Oh, 1830. Okay. Yes, 1830. Yep. So that that's timeline-wise, that works, right? That does work, then. Okay, okay. good. I'm glad we settled that one. <laughs> 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 also on Netflix, big movie uh, with the fate of the furious Elsa Pataki and Point Break's Luke Bracey, um, along with Avengers star Chris Hemsworth, who's executive producing a thriller. Nice. About an army lieutenant using her years of tactical training to save humanity from 16 nuclear missiles launched at the U.S. Holy smokes. Heavy, right? Yeah. Sounds First really all, heavy. If you're if you're referencing the 2015 Point Break movie, don't even do it. <laughs> you know, like oh. that's, just, that's just embarrassing for an actor to reference that. Right. <laughs> I actually never saw that remake of Point Break. I never saw it either. It just had a spike. But yeah. I've heard horrible reviews and. But that's a like movie. a. Yeah, I mean, like, did you ever see the Total Recall remake? No. Yeah, neither did I. I'm trying to think of like an 80s remake. That... We're, we're, we're gonna talk. We'll be talking about a big one shortly, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there's coming just, up very soon. There's a certain um, movies that should never get remade, and like when they do, like I don't even. Like, I, I never saw the Karate Kid remake. You know, so with Will Smith. Why bother? Yeah. yeah. 
Like, like he's, a, he's like 80 pounds kicking ass. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, so Kevin Hart has an upcoming movie on Netflix. You know, he's got that big deal with Netflix. It's called Fatherhood. And apparently, this is a drama film. This is a chance for Kevin Hart to show his serious side. Really? I think that's a mistake, but no, I was joking. I mean, you know what? Why not? He's done a ton of uh, comedy films, so why Funny. not try to tackle He's done a drama. drama before. Didn't he do that one with Brian Cranston? Yeah, yeah, that Brian was kind Cranston. of a drama. Like yeah, more you're like a, right. Kind of like a you're dark right. comedy, I guess. It was oh. a dark comedy, but you're right, yeah. He was the comic relief. Like. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, General, I know you're a fan of Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, as I am as well. Love. She, yes, uh, you too, Morgan, right? Love her. Got to hang out with her. Oh, I've told her story many times. Nonetheless, she's awesome. She's going to be a, she's just She just got cast in Russian Doll on Netflix for yeah. season two. Oh, fantastic. Isn't that great? Yeah. I, I love, love I love seeing her branch out to the, you know, now that well, Shit's Creek is wrapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's now, um, she's got her own series. Like We love uh, that journey for her. Yeah, she she's got a heck of a journey. She's got her own series, like Kevin could f himself or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now she's got this uh, Russian Doll season she's two. Right. So she's that's amazing. awesome. Yeah, Russian right? Doll, that was a really great show. That was Wasn't a really, good? really inventive show. I did show. watch that. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, gotta love um, Natasha from. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, the Duffer Brothers from Stranger Things, they're actually um, doing a new series, Chach, mm-hmm. called The Talisman, based on Stephen King series, wow. series on Netflix, guys, so, uh, wow, Stranger Things uh, showrunners meet Stephen King, I think that's pretty cool. Sounds like a recipe for a nightmare to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, Probably it's a- really good, but, like, I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if, if you don't know what the talisman's about, it's a 12-year-old kid who sets off on an epic fantasy road trip to save his dying mother's life. Mm-hmm. To do so, he must find a talisman, a powerful relic that can heal her and save the world. Okay. Sounds pretty cool. Just don't, just don't get distracted and, and that Stranger Things slip in quality. Yeah. That's all I ask. Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> okay, you're okay with them doing a new show. I mean, I I it, I almost can't believe that this is like the Duffer Brothers' first Stephen King uh, adaptation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, I think they're going to do great with it. Yeah, they've already proved that they're great with original material. So why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And adapting like, a great. Don't be like Walking Dead, and where you have all these different projects, and they all start sucking because you're just you know spread too thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll talk about Walking Dead shortly. Um, uh, so like uh, First Kill, a new show on Netflix. So this is um, a vampire uh, young adult series uh, based on the book Vampire ne- Vampires Never Get Old: Tales with Fresh Bite. <laughs> um, so um, they just cast Amani Lewis and Catherine Sarah Catherine Hook in lead roles. So look forward to that. Um, they're doing a live-action animation hybrid series called Lost Ollie. Um, Mary J. Blige. Oh, wow. She was in um, um, Umbrella Academy. Um, Gina Rodriguez and Jake Johnson. Um, Tim Blake Nelson um, have all been cast in major roles in a four-episode series. Okay. Where is that, what's that going to be on? 
It's going to be on Netflix. Okay. And it is based on a book um, called Ollie's Odyssey by William Joyce. So it follows a lost toy on an epic adventure searching across the country yes. for, the boy who, for the boy who lost them. So, Toy Story? No. Yeah, it's it like, pretty much Toy Story, right? I think I've read that. Or, what's it, Ollie's Odyssey? What is it? Oh, it's Yeah, based on the book Ollie's Odyssey, but it's going to be called Lost yeah. Ollie. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah that, does, that story does sound familiar. Right? But- it, but it also does sound like the plot. Like I know it's not Ollie's Odyssey. The name just like it just yeah. like rang a bell with me. I don't know. Okay, Are you gonna tune in? I mean, I my first one of my first jobs was at Bibolo Bookstore, and I there would, you go. I was I would sit in the kids' corner and shelve all the kids' books. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Um, let's see. Netflix has ordered a comedy series starring Emily Osmond and Greg Sulkin. Um, and um, it centers on a snooty, self-proclaimed intellectual who is forced to move in with her carefree sister and her sister's lovably eccentric friends. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, it would be good to see more comedies on Netflix. It seems like there's not... Um, not too many like straight up comedies uh, on the platform. Um, and it looks like Queen's Gambit, which was a success on Netflix, is going to get a theatrical stage musical version of it, um, which I think is interesting. Um, apparently, Level Forward has acquired the theatrical stage rights to the novel, The Queen's Gambit. So, uh, I'm curious if uh, if Anya Taylor Joy would like to maybe do a couple uh, runs of the musical version of A Queen's Gambit. Although I'm trying to figure out how they can make it a musical based on you know the show, which was excellent, by the way. If you haven't seen it, I mean, how many songs about chess can you? Can you can you make. <laughs> there was a you know that song uh, One Night in Bangkok, which was like a yes, hit. yes. That was originally in a musical called Chess. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, okay. so, Interesting. So, yeah, the song was about chess. <laughs> it was about chess. Okay. So let's talk about a sequel that's very... Might have the panel divided. I personally loved the sequel. I thought it was of great. Course. Some great yeah. jokes. I liked um, it. It brought a lot of the OGs back. Although, yes, they did, did focus on some of the newer characters, but it is really all about the new generation. But, you know, they, they, the, the humor was still there. The jokes are still there. Um, and if you're a fan of the original film, like I said, Coming to America, the original 80s film was one of my favorite comedies of yeah. all time. Well, yeah, Coming to America is a stone-cold classic. I mean, classic. It, it is yeah. hysterical. Now, is, this is good. I don't know. I don't think so, maybe. No, but no. did I enjoy it? Absolutely. I thought it was great. The musical performances. Um, they had En Vogue. <laughs> but, you know, it's about you know, the new generation of, of, of royalty. You know, Eddie finds out that he has an illegitimate bastard son. And the bastard son comes to America. And it's, it's kind of, you know, you got that whole out of place, you know, feeling you know a fish out of water feeling with 
the the guy from Queens, New York, thrust into all this royalty, which which is kind of a cool opposite where Eddie Murphy was the royal in Queens. So you took the whole opposite side of that. Then you throw in all these, um, you know, other characters, Eddie's three daughters, you know, and the battle of of whether of who's going to be the heir to the throne because. You know, traditionally it's a king. It's it's a male heir that that you know, and you, you go through that storyline as well. I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, Chachi, it. Chachi, let, let I I, <laughs> I asked you what your thoughts was, and yeah. I was afraid because you didn't you wanted to save it for tonight. Um, where was I? Um, so um, you know, I thought the costume was great. They got the the costume designer from black panther they actually uh, shot in uh rick ross's palatial mega mansion um which you know they called zamunda um and uh yeah you how know. is rick ross that rich where he's gonna be <laughs> in a in a palace as big as somebody you think that would be a king would live yeah in. <laughs> Isn't that know, crazy i know and I, I loved how the barbershop guys came back. I loved, spoiler yeah. alert, the return of sexual chocolate, um, the, the the reverend, and, and how Eddie Murphy and... Shouldn't and, that um, Jewish guy be, like, over 100 years old by now? Yeah, that that there's a timeline issue there, because those guys, yeah. those characters were super old when the original yeah. film came. Well, that's part of the joke. <laughs> yeah. My one complaint <laughs> is the soul go glow guy eric lasalle apparently had no interest in reprising his role as daryl it's not like he's got a lot to do right now anyway well he's on chicago pd yeah i read an article about him and he said that he didn't want to i mean he was busy with that and he's more of like a look forward guy than looking back type of guy but they had something written for him if he was going to do it and it was going to be where where he would have been bald now and he would have been selling in this um, new product called um, Soul Grow, which would grow <laughs> hair on your head, which would have been a pretty funny Brilliant. bit if he would have done it. Yeah. See, that's the thing. They brought back all these characters. They brought Mr. McDowell back, who was talking about his McFurry. Oh, better, than Mc, yeah. better than the McFlurry. All right, so I'd like to hand it over to Chachi because I know you got a lot of opinions on, on this remake. But I, for me, as, as I for will. me very I positive. I loved it. I, I love the film. Okay. Well, I, I didn't. I did not hate it. Okay. <laughs> to start off by saying that, um, I mean, it's more the type of thing where, like, and it's, I mean, can you all name any comedy where the sequel is better than the original? Like, I can't think of any at all that ever yeah. happened. You know, like sometimes it happens. Yeah, we talked you know, about this on the show. There, there was like drama oh, or action man. films or whatever, but it's very really hard to top an original, especially when. Um, you know, it's been like 20 or 30 years, you know. For comedy films. Yeah, well, comedy films, yeah. Right. So like, that's always a disadvantage um, for any film. And you always get into the type of thing where it's kind of like parts of it are kind of like a rehash of the original where you're waiting for people from the original to come back in some way. But I love the beginning of it. I thought the beginning was really strong. I loved um, I loved the uh, whole part with um, James Earl Jones' character. Um, yes. Yeah, had. They had the funeral with him still alive. Yes. I thought that was very funny. And I think that was the first time ever that um, him and Morgan Freeman were in the same film, um, especially in the same scene. Is that true? Yeah, I, that might be true. We have, might have to fact check that. Yeah, I thought one. that was pretty amazing. Like, I never, 
personally, I've never seen that before. Them two icons in one film, and it's great to do this kind of stuff when you know they're yeah. alive and, and can be in the film. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie should have been called "Coming from America" because most of it took place in Africa. Um, right. You correct. know, I, I thought like you know the whole going to America part and them finding there's his son like in ten seconds just happened to be on the corner of that. Um, you know, in front of Madison Square Garden, and they saw him right as soon as they pulled up. Because you know, okay. the garden is different okay. entrances and stuff, and they find him so quick. And then okay. it was never any kind of question like, is he really my son? I thought it was going to be a whole thing where they were going to find out that he, he wasn't really his biological son or whatever, because the whole time. No um, DNA test. No DNA, <laughs> they could have no done a whole scene with Mari Povich on there. They could have flew Mari Povich out to Africa and had a funny okay. scene about that. You know, okay. and like, um, you know, and then like. If well. He, you know what they did do was do the flashback scene, which was all new footage. I thought it was amazing. They they D H Murphy and Arsenio Hall back to the club scene where they met Leslie Jones' character and Leslie Jones slept mm-hmm. with Eddie Murphy. They had to do that in order to yeah. to prove that you know that's how Eddie Murphy's bastard son came about. Yeah, you know? and, I, and I and I um that was I, pretty funny. I'm not a fan of Leslie Jones. Like she gets in my nerves, but uh, <laughs> right. but the whole She's flashback thing. What? She's a lot. Yeah, She's a yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole flashback thing was really cool. At first, I'm watching. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like a is this like an outtake or whatever they didn't use in the original one? But hey, now they did the, the aging cool? or whatever. Yeah, that was really too. cool. That was great too. Like I said, the beginning of the movie I thought was really strong, and it kind of went off the rails for me when they started just focusing on the son because that made Eddie Murphy more like the straight character, more like how James Earl right. Jones the first one i wanted to see old school eddie murphy i wanted to see crazy eddie murphy and i thought they could have really um did more of that with him coming back to america and trying to find his son maybe for most of the movie instead he of his son really, coming he wasn't really crazy he wasn't really outrageous crazy, crazy eddie murphy in the original either though he was still it was more but he was more um for comic relief this one he was yeah. super serious for a lot of it a lot of the movie uh you know, when he wasn't playing the uh, characters with makeup and stuff, and um, mm-hmm. and and, oh, and about that, like the character. So I guess he's allowed. He's allowed to play uh, an old Jewish guy, an old Jewish white guy, and that's <laughs> fine, right? I was also gonna. Bring you can do that. black to yeah. white, but you can't do white to black. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not offended right? by it. The rule? You know, I'm not offended I'm by not it at offended all. I'm not offended by but... it, but we can't be like, we can't do that. Like, we can't say it's okay to do one way and not okay right. to do it all. Like, we can't. And even voices. I mean, he's doing like a Jewish um, accent, right. you know. Like and it's the, it, it's accent. a pretty stereotypical one. Yeah, but. right. Right. So, Where's and, the spoon? Uh huh. <laughs> that would have been some other way around. It right. would have been all right. that about that. Or even, I, or even with um, Leslie Jones, like, I guess basically raping, <laughs> raping Eddie Murphy. Right. Like, even, I also, yes. yes. I also thought about that. I'm like, what? Like. And, and for me, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of upset now that I even watch it, and I think about this kind of shit when I watch the comedy. I'm like, I'm kind of tainted now from all this bullshit too. Like where I'm like, right? Because they know. make us, they make, they take away from, like the comedy, like the fact that it's supposed to be funny. Right. And now that's what we think about. Like, Kachi, right. I, I literally thought <laughs> the same things you thought. Right. I'm like, why is it okay for a black man? to be a Jewish, to pretend to be a Jewish man. Right. Why is it okay for Leslie Jones to be a woman so-called raping this man? Like, <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Wonder Woman got away with it, too. 
1984. Right, right. So. It almost says there's a double standard, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, so that was your main gripe. With um, the film. Yeah, they focused too much on on his son. Like, um, I wanted to see Eddie Murphy yeah, more yeah, the star. Yeah, really like him that much. Like you talked about, it's like I guess it's like I don't know if it's like ageism or something where like if you get older, you can't carry a show or a movie. Okay, that's older, a fair you know? point. Like he's always got to focus on somebody point. young and hip and stuff. Like. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. Eddie still got a chunk of the film, though. He was still in a lot of scenes. Jermaine Fowler. He actually has ties to DMV. I don't. Yeah, he's a stand-up comic. But I was like. Yeah, stand-up comic turned actor. Um, Is he on SNL? No, No, he wasn't on SNL. But but someone uh, or I saw somebody post that he's from the DMV. I mean, I was all about Tiana Taylor. She looked bomb she was the one that's supposed to be his wife oh she was hot yeah yeah my so i was watching it in new york oh she's the 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 hairstylist that that no 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 no, the the one one that was supposed to be his wife the son of wesley snipes i mean daughter 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 so i'm sitting so i'm in new york with my best friend tony right and like literally we're watching it and she goes is that tiana taylor and i'm like how do you know she goes look at her her body she's badass she goes that's her oh, yeah. and i get up i get out google and i was like oh and she goes nobody looks like her she's a badass <laughs> bitch and i was like yep. okay that's the, that's the reason yeah. why I, yeah it, it stayed true to a lot of the themes of the first film which is what i look for in a sequel of 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 you know so I thought it hit all the marks for me. For me, I I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Wesley Snipes did a good job with that. Um, yeah. I you know maybe maybe they could have brought the son to Africa and Eddie Murphy when of um told him that he was a um you know a king and maybe just had him had had the new character try to like more fish out of water with Africa you know dealing with yeah. like more area of Africa and then like then he realizes. That he proves himself in some way that he can that he's now like really the son of a king. Okay. Like, maybe, maybe that would have been a better um, way to go. Yeah. Like, like well, I, I was happy to see everybody again. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I thought it was great. Good. The barbershop guys are still my rated, favorite. Yeah, yeah, and and from the from the um, trailer, I thought it was gonna be like more like old school, like with them like doing like the the babies with the flies in their um, mouth or whatever, like. It's just an inappropriate humor that you know that we saw in the first one, but like it was PG-13, which I was disappointed. It should have been rated R, especially if it's just coming to oh, Amazon. I mean, there were some. Of the rating, some you're right. Was, yeah. Yeah, they should have stuck with rated R, but apparently there's an idea for coming to America three um, that that Eddie Murphy already has, but he doesn't want to make it until like 16 years from now when he's actually 75. What? Okay. Because well, he said that it took three decades for Coming to America, the sequel, to come to fruition, and um, it 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 is a, a success, you know, for Amazon, you know. Well, by then people... he won't he won't Eddie Murphy won't need the uh, makeup for the play the barbershop guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> They got there were a ton of years, Easter eggs um, in that movie because, like, um, yeah. if you, I don't know if you noticed, like, when he came, when they came to America, there was like on the side of a building, like you know, you know, those, those big, um, you know, building um, length billboards they have sometimes, and it had yeah. one for McDonald's an ad, and it said like home of the real Big Mac, and it had like a, it had like an arrow pointing to the top of the Big Mac, and says like we have seeds, 
which is a joke from the um, first one where he's like, um, yeah, where Mr. McDowell said he didn't, you know, his doesn't That's have seeds. And then, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was happy to see him. I'm happy to see him. And like, you know, and he yes. did great. And I'm happy that he's alive to do this. Like, yeah. He's, 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 and then like most. Most of the original cast came back. The two that stick, the three that stick out for me, Eric LaSalle, Soul Glow, mm. Samuel Jackson. Come on, you got to get Sam Jackson. No, as the Sam, rock. that would have been too convoluted to get him back. <laughs> like, I mean, because he's such a big name, you know. It's not a big game. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, played, he just played like a random robber. Like, uh, uh, I guess. Yeah. They, I know, I know. Rob the um, <laughs> McDowell's in Africa, like that. Would've... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wait, the third one escaped me. Um, uh, there was a third one that I, I was hoping. Oh, uh, Frankie Faison, who played the apartment owner. He was also on The Wire. Um, he was the original landlord of um, Simi and Akeem's apartment in Queens. Was her was her sister in that in that movie? Um, you know, the the then queen, her sister from the first movie. I didn't see her. I don't think she was no. So they couldn't bring everybody back. But why was yeah. why was Eddie Murphy so um why was his character so like um surprised when she said that you know she's been with other guys or whatever too because you know when he, when he was talking about um yeah. you know what happened to him I mean like like with the whole first movie she was dating the Soul Glow guy right so like why was he so surprised right so she thought it was only him and that right. was right yes she, she did think the soul glow guy yeah so i'm surprised that so maybe maybe he's alluding to just that one guy okay, not maybe, not okay. more yeah. than one guy well let's drop a couple more amazon things and, and then we'll take a classic cut break um for the boys season three yes i'm i'm all caught up guys i'm happy to know we talked about this on the show um the showrunners had have tweeted a few photos to kind of give some hints about the upcoming season, one is something called Gal Gear. Now, now, General, have you read the graphic novel slash comic book? Because it's a universe line of lady-themed firearms, and made they're made by Vought. Um, and uh, as far as I know, that's entirely in the show. I don't that's not the show. Comics. Okay, cool. So the showrunner has a girl holding a firearm next to the slogan, girls just want to have guns. So that's kind of cool. It just, I mean, that's, um, and of course they're going to do the whole controversial. I'm 100% very, down with that. Very, well, they're going to do a very sex-filled storyline oh, from the comics called Herogasm. Yeah. I'm wondering how they're going to handle that. There's a lot of orgies and stuff. So t- expect that to be very toned down very much so <laughs> on that and i don't um, know i don't know like they they push the envelope on that show they do they well do. here let me let me give you an idea of a scene from hero gasm from the comics here we go get ready get your popcorn guys homelander yes. ho- homelander has <laughs> sex with, with uh with soldier boy soldier boy is like the captain america oh boy uh, because soldier boy jensen ackles is gonna play soldier boy correct? yeah Jensen Ack, okay. From Supernatural, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy wants to get into the uh, the seven. It's the seven, right, or the six? Yeah, seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah, and and so Homelander keeps leading him on, thinking he's gonna get in as long as he gives up a little sugar. And, oh, oh so my God! You either be this beaten in or book? sexed in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we I don't haven't know seen Homelander's. Like, by curious side on um, 
on the main show yet. We haven't yeah. seen oh. that yet. I thought we did. His buy side? I don't think we are. Mm, his... He's upset. Well, he was. No. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm still not caught up all the way. Okay. okay. But I'm excited about that. And last thing before we take a classic cut break, one of my favorites is Riley Keough. That's Elvis's granddaughter, Lisa Marie's daughter, has just joined Chris Pratt in the upcoming Amazon thriller called The Terminal List. Um, we talked about the show where Chris Pratt properly plays a Navy SEAL. Um, but that's a great name to add to that cast, and I'm looking forward to that show now even more. But I think this is a great time to take a classic cut break. So why don't you go ahead and take us away, Chachi McFly. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. It's That's right, it's Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, um, where each and every week that I'm here, I dig through this vast archives, which is amazing that we have so many songs that I can pick from each week that we haven't like ran out except, yet. Except the Beatles, because they'll... <laughs> have you have you ever repeated a song like have yeah, you ever... yeah we try not to but sometimes it happens. if it's been a while sometimes we will especially if it's something like in the news like if like a artist like passes away or whatever and it's a really good song right might play it again but this week i'm choosing the song and this is actually a song from the original coming to america movie yes and it's actually the title Love of the it. movie coming to america by right. a group called the system and like if people know the group, their biggest hit in the 80s, 1987, was Don't Disturb This Groove, which was a pretty popular song and reached really? um, number one. Um, but this is back in the time when songs um, from movies became hits. And I don't think um, Coming to America really made it that high. But, you know, think of all the soundtracks from the 80s and 90s that, you know, um, the songs became number one or they shopped the um, charts because they were in a movie. And like the, almost like the whole entire Footloose soundtrack, you know, songs from Dirty Dancing. Like you have songs from like the 60s that would, you know, be on um, a movie, you know, decades later and become number one again. And it's kind of right. like art. You really don't have those kind of um, songs anymore that become hits from movies, which is kind of sad. But this song was actually was remade for um, Coming to America 2. But this is the original by this system. It's Coming to America. All right. We'll be back right at the classic cut. Oh, say, can you see? I'm coming to America. America.
Yeah. Coming to America. Yeah. Again, love the film. I like it. If you're tackling a franchise, pay respect to the original cast. And I thought that they did that. And I thought they did a great job with the film. So. Um, I'm disappointed, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. Okay, okay. I had some. I had some laughs. Had some we can. Laughs. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> we both agree Cobra Kai was stellar, but yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, well, Cobra Kai had more time to really build up the new characters. Like it didn't. It didn't really take away from the other um, established um, okay, old school I can, characters. I can see that. I can see that. It's hard. It's hard to do introduce new characters and focus on them in a in a short. Yeah. Period. Good point. And we'll drop, drop a couple more things before our special guest joins us, um, actress Adila Dasani. On Apple TV, Natalie Portman will be on our first TV show. Can you believe Natalie Portman's never been on a TV show? She's only done wow. movies. I can't. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman, Lupita Nyong'o, will be in a new series from the director of Honey Boy. And it's called Lady in the Lake. So interesting. It's set in 1960s Baltimore. Will this be shot in Baltimore? I mean, hello. Uh, the series centers uh, on Maddie Schwartz, um, who's played by Natalie Portman, a housewife and mother who is pushed by an unsolved murder to reinvent her life as an investigative journalist. Mm. The case uh, sets her on a collision course with Cleo. Sherwood, played by Nyong'o, a hard-working woman, juggling motherhood, many jobs, and a passionate commitment to advancing Baltimore's black progressive agenda. If this is another project of Baltimore, this is really exciting. Let's hope they... Can they, I be in it? Let's just, let's <laughs> just hope they shoot in, in, in Baltimore, at least at DMV. Um, Apple TV also has a limited series called In With The Devil, starring Ray Liotta. Mm. It's based on the... 2010 novel called In with the Devil, A Fallen Hero. He plays a good evil character. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Taron Edgerton, who was in Rocketman, played Elton Johnson. He's in it. Paul Walter Hauser, Richard Jewell Chachi, he was also in Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah. He's in it as well, so should be a good cast for that um, series. Over on Hulu, they're doing... um, a coming-of-age um, series called Sex Appeal, teen comedy about the not-so-exact science of love. Okay, So uh, Mika Abdallah and Jake Short uh, are starring in that one. Something to look forward to there. They're also doing a Chucky series on sci-fi based on the horror franchise films. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, thank you. Tiffany uh, Jennifer Tilly will be reprising a role as Tiffany Valentine. That's pretty cool. So this is going to be um, based on the original series, not not the new um, remake they did. I, I believe so, since Jennifer yeah. Tilly is reprising right, yeah. uh, her role. Frightening. Yeah. Yep. So um, Zachary Arthur, Tio Briones, um, Alvia Allen Lind. Uh, also, oh, and Devin Sowell, we just talked about him. Oh, yeah, in the cast as well. So, all right, there Let's she welcome. is. <laughs> welcome our special guest. Oh, <laughs> guys, she's We're excited here. to have 
an amazing actress and a beauty from Canada. Uh, you can see her on CW's Nancy Drew as one half of the famous Bobsy Twins. So this is the, <laughs> the new take on the Bobsy Twins, playing Amanda Bobsy. We welcome, and I hope I get the pronunciation uh, of the name, uh, Adila Dasani. Yes! All right. yes! There it is! Got it! I that is so pretty, I gotta say. <laughs> All right. Adil, it's good to have you on BTV Below the Belt Show. Um, Thanks uh, for having me. Platform PR awesome. has been sending us some great clients, and uh, we're, we're glad to have you back. Al Soto, <laughs> along with just joining me, uh, my co-host, Mike the General Zod. Hi. We got King of the Age, Chachi McFly, and Morgan Fabulous, a.k.a. Miss Light Skin Talent in the house. <laughs> uh, I mean... <laughs> We all, have, we all have fun nicknames, you know, on the show. I can tell uh, you the story later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adele, do you have any fun nicknames? Man, I don't, not real. I mean, like, Dills, but that's so basic. <laughs> I'm pretty basic myself, so it kind of works out. Girl, you are not basic. That Everything hair is fabulous. She got the big poops. She is like all the style right here. Thank There's nothing basic you. about you. I am I, digging the big I will boots. take it. Thank you. Girl, awesome. keep, keep going. There's nothing basic about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adela, this is great. Uh, so, this is a new take on the Bobsy twins. So, um, previous iterations, um, they're usually Caucasian um, from a wealthy or upper middle class upbringing. And you guys are come from the other side of the tracks. You're ethnic. Um, um, what were your thoughts on, on portraying, uh, I guess, a, a different take on, on these characters? I mean, like, let's be real. It was freaking dope. Like, <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's time. That's <laughs> the thing. I mean, yeah, okay. like, listen, like, I'm not going to lie. I read these books growing up as a kid, right? Same. Yeah. Right? And, like, I'm, I'm telling Al this. Same. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, an inner sleuth in all of us. Like, we're all we're all cuckoo bananas, man. We all want to take cuckoo bananas. Write that down. Al. I love that yeah. cuckoo bananas because yeah. <laughs> so it's been pretty rad. Like I feel like one again, like it's about time, and two, it's correct. It's like it's cool, and the dopest part about it is, is like we just like fell into this universe without any sort of explanation and I feel like on so many of these shows and I hate to throw shade and okay. like we throw shade all the time but like you know there's always like whenever there is a human who isn't who isn't representing the source material there's always a flipping conversation about it and it's like why are they there why are they that ethnicity like how do they belong? And I feel like the coolest part about this is like there was no rhyme or reason. We just fell into the world. Oh, and yeah. right? The showrunner yes. didn't explain why. And I'm like, I feel like that's the biggest win. Where like mm -hmm. we can just belong in a place without there having to be a narrative as to why, which right. I think is just BS. Mm -hmm. Like right, it's, right. It just, it just stops being a big deal. It stops being exactly. Yeah. But the Bobby yeah. twins are a big deal. Uh, you're in the season two, um, episode one, so the premiere yeah. of, ep of season two. 
Yeah. Um, and does your second episode drop tonight? Yeah, you know, it the one where the Bobsy twins are reintroduced drops tonight. So it's the seventh okay, episode in season two. Because I guess with like, co like the pandemic and everything that happened, they basically yes. as so many productions, everything had to it had, came to like quick halt. Correct. So it kind of yes. wraps up season one at the beginning of season two, and like now we're starting, we're officially starting season two. You know. Okay. Yeah. What can, what can, what can you tell us uh, about tonight's episode? I mean, listen, Amanda Bobsey here is here to like legit stir the pot, <laughs> and I'm all about it because I feel like the Drew crew, like, they are dope. <laughs> they need they need some spice, man. And so I drama's good. <laughs> At least from the viewers' yeah, point of view. <laughs> for the viewer, from the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so it's cool. Like she basically she kind of like just plops in and you know, maybe takes the attention and one of the Drew crew members that no one expected would kind of look my way and uh -huh. it kind of turns into a whirlwind, which I feel like is pretty, pretty dope um, because she kind of just like makes the Drew crew question their relationships, which I feel like need to happen. Awesome. <laughs> so and, you're, and, like um, a, you're like a disruptor. That's, I'm, uh, a disruptor. I'm like chaos yeah. in life <laughs> and on the show. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, and that's the thing about this this Nancy Drew series. It's a uh, unlike anything we've seen before because there's a supernatural element to it, a very dark, dark version of of this series. So, yeah. um, is I guess is is this something you expected? Um, you know, when you were first cast? No. Yeah. <laughs> so did, did you watch? So were you a fan of season one? You know what? Is like I watched some episodes, but my mom is a legit Nancy Drew fan. So she's like, she is the queen bee in terms of sleuthing. So she's read all the books, like Nancy oh, Drew, Dirty wow. Boy. She has read the Bobsy Twins. And so she has seen the entire, she's seen in episode one and she like watches it live time, like she's hardcore. Um, and so I, once I got like, once like this came in for me to read the role, obviously, like I watched some of the episodes I had initially and I didn't realize how flippin' scary it was. Like, dude, like I can't do yeah. horror movies. I watch them during the day. And now <laughs> I can't even watch Al, what did I say? Same thing. Yeah, with you with I, horror movies, yeah. I gotta watch it during the day, girl. I can't during the day. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like we're new best friends. It's stuck in me. Yeah, we we are we're tight now. Could we even bond over this? Because I will have nightmares. Like, <laughs> like bloody mary see she's mary. the actress and she's doing it and she even says it so yeah i don't i don't feel bad i'm on your page yo that that jazz scares me like i'm like no boy no like i'm not watching this in the dark because i like won't be able to get up in the middle of the night to go pee like i think like <laughs> i think it's gonna like clinch onto my ankles and trip me She's in my head right now. Like that, <laughs> we're literally the same. It's just, uh, it is the, yeah. <laughs> we totally are. And yeah. like, it's creepy, man. This season is creepy. Like I've been watching some of it yeah. and I'm like, mm. but like, that's a sign of a great, like when, cause I know other people that have watched it and I have like, my girlfriends are like, Oh my God. Like 
can't watch this at night, like same thing. So it's like, yeah. you know, that's a sign of a great actor, actress when you're scared to go pee in the middle of the night. <laughs> thank you so much. I will take that coming from the queen herself. Thank you so much. Yes, I yes, I love yeah. it. How did you like working with some of the cast, like Kennedy McCann and Leah Lewis and Madison Jaisani? I gotta say, like, they are yeah. phenomenal. I mean, listen, like, you come into a show in the second season and all these relationships are already formed. And I've been right. on shows, like, you guys know, where, like, you come in and you're the outcast and you try so hard to, like, you, you're so open and you try so hard to create these relationships and they never go anywhere you're just like yo all this shit is put on you you're thrown under the bus left right and center um but on this show like they i have got to say like they've been the most welcoming cast like everyone is so down to earth like they are so cool mm -hmm. they're all about the work and yeah. they welcomed me and praneet who plays gil my twin with open arms and i couldn't be more grateful like it's actually been a dream and especially coming out of the chaos that was the pandemic is the pandemic. Absolutely. And I'll concur, I'll concur with that, Adela. Myself and Chachi McFly were at the New York Comic Con, uh, and we actually had some exclusive interviews with, with some of the cast of, uh, of Nancy Drew for uh, promoting their first season. All right. Of course, we can't do the, the, the Comic Cons yet, so all the fans that want to meet the cast will have to wait a little while, of course. Now you you could start doing these like fan conventions now, right? I mean, listen, that would be pretty fly. I'd love to do that. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. should. That'd be sick for sure. Especially because like I like because my mom read them all. Like I read all these books growing up as well, right? She's got like the old school hardcovers as well. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, does she right? have the old books? Like, the old, yeah. like, not the reprints, but like you know, yeah. where like the hardcovers, like. Cause they were printed so were they, old. Were they blue? Where it kind of smells old. But yeah. My mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then like the print on it fades. Cause you know, it's so old that you're just like, this was not what it was supposed to look like, but I'm into this filter. So it's fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. mother-in-law, my mother-in-law has them all too. Did so, really? Yeah. Well, so so many it's people like, are like huge fans like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's great. Like that you're that 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 someone that's not the typical, you know, white. The Bobby Sims were blonde. Like it was this whole yeah. thing. And like I remember reading that as a child, and I am a twin. And I remember my sister and I being yeah. like, "Oh, the Bobsy twins." And I'm like, "Yeah, but we don't look like them." And <laughs> and it's like right. that's great that you are able to represent that in a new Excellent. way. And I think that's awesome. And what nationality are you, Adora? I'm South Asian, but sometimes okay. I don't know. So my parents are East African. Okay. Um, they're born in East Africa, and their lineage goes on to like being more like South Asian, like East Indian. You know, I, I, sometimes I don't even know what the politically correct term is anymore. Where you're just, you know, I don't know. We're, we're you know what I say? I'm a human, and what are I you? I love that. Yeah, I get mistaken. I get are, like all our blood is red. We are all one like, race, the human race. This is a very international panel right now. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people think I'm South Asian, so I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah you're Iranian. Yeah, wait, you're yeah. not. 
I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're not a human. What are you? <laughs> well, yeah, we all know sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they wonder. But yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so, but, so Adila, I have a question for you because I yeah. see in your bio you are the only uh, you were the only female member of the University of Toronto rugby team. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, uh, research. Yeah, yeah, that that makes That's me think us. of. Um, uh, I was. Well, first of all, I mean, I want to ask you what, you know, what that was like and like, did you get a lot of shit in the in the locker room from that? But also, I also remember that I was a member for my freshman year of the women's cheerleading team, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) For four weeks, I was a member of the Hopkins rugby team and I broke my and I broke my leg like a. during our first game <laughs> and oh, during our wow. first match. Yeah, I was going to say, you did rugby and now you yeah, did yeah. I mean, so, the first game. But I wanted to ask you about your experience playing yeah. rugby. Oh, like one, I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, it, dude, oh shoot. I mean, listen, I, it was brute. Like, uh, I'm not going to lie, it was sucked. Um, And mainly, <laughs> And only because, like, it was tough. So, like, at the University of Toronto, like, it's kind of, they're split up into colleges. It's so old school in that sense. Mm -hmm. And so, in that college at St. Michael's College, yeah, they didn't have a female rugby team. And uh, I hate, I hate, I just can't do it when, like, someone tells me I can't do something. Especially when it's, like, whether it's, like, a man, human, human, alien, woman, alien. I'm an Aries. Yep, another fire yep. sign. There it is. I fire know. Sign. Go ahead, continue. What? No fire no. sign, sister. I'm a Leo. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so you get me. Yeah, don't and tell me. Don't tell us we can't do it because yeah. we're gonna do it. <laughs> we're gonna do it. That's what drove me. And they were like, well, you, you two girls can't go out on a date with me then. I just got the goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I told you you couldn't do it. That was it. That was it. And like, so ba- so I was like, well, I want to play rugby. Like, that's the one thing I can do. I need to like, I need an outlet. And so the captain of that team was like, no, you can't play. We're, we are the same. You can't play on this team. And I was like, you bet I can. There ain't no rule. Write it in. It's going to take you two years to pass that. So whatever. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, so it was wild. Like, I mean, listen, he would legit take me out. <laughs> Tim Hortons. So up in Canada, we have Tim Hortons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get okay. me a hot chocolate. And I'm like, bro, at least get me like a donut to try to convince me to like not be on the team because he was I like, need a meal. Voice. Right. Or something like I just want a sour cream glazed donut. Like That's mm. it. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> 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 on chocolate, I guess. Um, but that's cool that you're a yeah. part of the team. Yeah, that's it so cool. cool. How, how long did it take, do you think, before you got, like, accepted by the rest of the team? Was it pretty yeah. quick? It No, not at all. No, it took a lot. Like, I worked my butt off. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I cried before practices, sometimes during practices, where I'd have to, like, just pretend I had to go to the washroom after <clears> practices. Because, like, they just drilled me into the ground. And, like, it, it, right. was, it was crazy. And, like... In one sense, I get it because I at that time I wasn't physically as strong as them, but I worked my ass off to be, you know. Right. And so physiologically, I get it because you're at a certain level. But then at the same time, I was like, 
no, you know, like this, this ain't right. So I stuck on it. I was like, no, if you're telling me I can't do it, I'm going to do it. And it, it took, so I was on that team for three years and I think yeah. literally I didn't get it. I never fully was accepted by the whole team, but there were a few dudes, like there were a few guys four who stuck by me. They were like, listen, you earned it. You work your ass off. You're good at the position and what, what you play. I played like the number two, the hook. And you right. need a whole person in there in that scrum, right? To get that ball and in the line. Absolutely. Lineup. I yeah. that worked out for me in that sense. <laughs> but it was tough. Like, but if it wasn't for that, I don't think I, I'd be who I am today because it just it right. makes legit come out of my comfort zone in my shell and, and put my foot down and be like, no, I'm as good as you. I don't care, like, yeah. about your genealogy, who you are. Yeah. And, and with, like, you know, so – it was wild, but I was really grateful for those four guys who stood up for me on and off the field. And but it wasn't easy, but yeah, I mm -hmm. did. look at that breaking the mold for Matt yeah. Rugby, breaking the mold for the Bobsy Twins. And you didn't break yeah. your leg, so uh. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I got scars though. I've gotten cleated like all over my body. It's oh, yeah. Awesome. Actually, I, I watched an episode of Unspeakable today. Just kind of get familiar. Yeah, I think it's a really cool premise about the AIDS epidemic uh, mm -hmm. in the '90s. It's a limited series. Yeah. Um, I did see you straddle your co-star uh, in mm -hmm. that opening scene where your character was introduced. Um, your, I guess your partner had a hemophilia, which yeah. is one way to to, to sadly uh, contract. The AIDS virus during that time. How was how was that? How was how was working on that project for you? Oh man, that was a dream, and mainly because like to be a part of something, to be a part of a, a production and story that's based on like true Canadian history, and as like yes. a Canadian yes. myself, like it's funny when you guys were saying like, "What are you, a human?" And I always say, "I'm like I'm a Cana like I'm Canadian. Like, what do you what do you want me to say? Like, this is how I identify." Um, myself as and so it was truly sure. wild like I thought I knew what that epidemic was about but I had no idea like my knowledge was so lacking and and it wasn't until I got on that show where I truly learned about how insane that epidemic was and how it really like directly and indirectly impacted our nation in that sense because it wasn't it was massive like it was insane but it was wild like it it was really great to be able to like be a part of something that was based on a true story. So our showrunner um, and director for most of the episodes, um, he had gone through that, you know, that everything that had happened. And so mm -hmm. it was such an emotional, I feel like project to be on because we weren't just like, you know, as a storyteller or whatever actor, like you, you have the Liberty to kind of like create, something and like put your own spin on things because like that artistic liberties there yes. whereas in this project like we were truly telling stories about people who live this authentic in like like legit live this yeah so, there's an actual uh your character yeah. was what martha fitzpatrick that's so it there, yeah. did you did you did you meet the actual uh, I didn't. No, okay. no. But like Amitai, who played my husband, uh -huh. was wild because obviously he was representing like a real, real life human and someone who had been involved in all of that. And so right. it was it was just really cool to just be able to be a, a part of 
that. Like I, I, I can't, I can't say any, I can't say any negative things about it because it, it truly like just shone a light on me always being like it. It, it kind of like brought me down a little bit because I thought I knew about our heritage, our Canadian heritage, and things that went on, and I like was put in my place because I was like fudge. Sorry, I'm such a you can you can say whatever that yeah, absolutely. Here I am just being like, What the fuck? And we're doing things, cut it out. Story there, right? I know nothing, I fucking know nothing. I'm so ignorant as to what happened, but now I know, yeah, from from being immersed into that series. So, this is an interesting uh, project I saw on your IMDb, um, something called Crossword Mysteries with Lace Chabert. Yeah, what can you tell us about this project? And you're playing Sonia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hallmark mysteries are amazing because you just get to live in like a French vanilla fantasy. And it's amazing. <laughs> like, I, was I love that. Saying, I love that term. I love Hallmark. <laughs> and people make people are like, Morgan, what? And I'm like, I just put it on. I can do yeah. work. I can clean. And I can just pick up. And I know what's happening. And I fucking love it. Yes. <laughs> it is just happy. And it I don't care if it doesn't make sense. Or if it's make believe, but yeah. my God, God damn it, it is happy. <laughs> yeah, my heart smile. Legit, so. my Leo sister. I feel the same way. I fucking love them. See, <laughs> they're it's just so, so good. It's so cheesy, but it's so good. So it's- cheesy, like so cheesy, but it's like there's always a happy ending. Right, and, and like- there can be in life. Yes. We all just work toward it. It's so true. Or just lived in a small town with a ranch, you know? And right. Horses and a cow. <laughs> big city life in New York. Oh. So, so, so does your character meet like a small town guy and decide he does? she doesn't want to go back to the city? And uh... I, I love that you put that out there because I hope she does. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's a, she's a little sleuther. Like apparently I'm like, you know, just like that. Nancy <laughs> true. <laughs> well, I got to say, like, as a huge, huge crossword nerd, I'm I'm already excited about this. Yeah, it's a shocker to everyone else on the show how much of a shocker, well, how much of a nerd I am. <laughs> you're into, you're into but, crossword? You never we're all nerds. That. We're all yeah. nerds. Well, it's not yeah. on the same level as general, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. man, it's so good. And Lacey, like, I got to say... Yeah, how's it work with her? Wild. She is the nicest. She is not who she was on Mean Girls. She is the nicest <laughs> woman in the world. She is right? who she is on Hallmark. All the yeah. Hallmark movies. She is like a like little in real of gold and and hearts and love. Yes. Every day, all day, and I'm like, who are you? Are you a demigoddess? Like, I'm confused. She's on Hallmark all the time, and I'm like, oh, it's Lacey again. Let me turn it up. <laughs> Legit, let me turn it up. Like, I'm so, I love her. Like, I was like, there's That's no awesome. way someone can be as kind as you all the time. She, she, I mean, I don't know her, but, like, just seeing her on the shows, she's Yeah, great. you would yeah. love her. You're right. completely different from her Mean Girls character. Okay. So different, like so. She is like sweet and spicy in the best mm-hmm. way, but she is so sweet and so giving as an actor. Like, listen, whatever. I'll just throw shade. You go on yeah. some of these 
<laughs> hallmarks and like sometimes you just we all know like you everyone's in their own world you know you're in your own bubble and like yeah. you know it is what it is but like whatever was going on in her life and she had so much stress she didn't she never let it show and what I loved about her is that not only was she kind to the cast, but she was the sweetest person to the crew. And I feel like that tells that's, about you. That's like, important. Yes. Yeah. That is so We're, telling. So telling where like, you know, every crew member's name. Yes. You, just, you mm. say thank you and please. And you greet them with kindness. Like, I feel Those like. Those are the best it. people. I'm telling you. Yeah. What is it? What's that quote? It's like, I treat the janitor the same way that I treat the CEO, like, yeah. that is, that's kind of like, yeah. what, sounds like what you're saying about her. That's like, exactly. That's I'm exactly. sure that you're that way. Like, I know mm -hmm. that I, I, I know all everyone on here, like, yeah, we try to do that with everyone. And it's just, yeah. like, it's so nice to hear that. Yeah. Other especially, that, you, know, you know, in my acting career, I've done a lot of background work and to have some of these stars that I admire, uh, you know, take mm -hmm. out the, uh, take some time to say hello and introduce themselves, so you know, nice. yeah. so that's, that's nice too. It's so cool. it means the world. Right. And then it just yeah. makes you feel like, like we said, like you are a human and you're not like a pawn and like right. It's right. trying to just get done. Right. Did yeah. you ever start out doing background work or did you yeah. go straight into principal work? I never did do background work. I went straight into principal work. What more? Good for you. Thank you. I'm doing she commercial for hair. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Put that hair in the background. <laughs> We're like so dirty right now. I'm so glad it's reading well. I was like, your hair is stunning. Like yeah. it's beautiful. Like, yeah. I mean, let's good, be real. Good, good. <laughs> so straight into principal work. Straight into principal work. I was lucky. Wow. Time and place, right? Like I'm. Right. I will be the one to say it. I got lucky. I got so fucking lucky because I started like I was in theater before film and TV. So when I moved back to Calgary, that's when I got into film stuff. And at that time there weren't that many actors there, but wow. there was a lot going on there. So I just, I, now, yeah. I got lucky, like time and place is everything. And I hate to say that, but like, it's the fucking name of the game sometimes. Right. Oh. Like, and, and, and <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna are lie. you, are you based in Vancouver now? I'm based in Vancouver now. And there's yeah. so much shooting in Vancouver. So there's you're, so much. you're yeah. definitely blessed uh, to be up there. Yeah. yeah. You have to appear yeah. in the Arrowverse show. The Arrowverse? <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, I, I think it's required. No. Not yet? No, you're not wild. Like, I'm trying to put out there. I mean, like, yo, Detective Renee Montoya needs to appear. I'm here. <laughs> in that woman, wow. yeah. Yes. Come on, mother truckers. Like, <laughs> I'm such a DC girl, too. I'm like, I, I, I can I'm see not as Marvel, but. Yeah. There's so yeah. many characters. Like a rugby see. girl needs to be uh, a superhero. That's yes. right, right. I mean, I will. I let me be the brawn. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that for sure. Wow. And um, there's another Hallmark project I see. Uh, Beverly Hills Wedding. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that out? That. Is that out? It's it's been out, yeah. It's been out, yeah. Okay, yeah. Morgan, you, you you tuned in? Do you recall? I had it on in the back. Okay, okay, good, good. So you you did your okay, cool, awesome. Yeah, that was fun too, man. Like, listen, that's the thing, right? Is like 
you're, you're shooting it in 12 to 14 days, but like everyone's just got to have a smile plaster on their face. So whether they like you or not, you think they like you. So you're like, cool. I'm your friend for two weeks. Thank you so much. Wait, and so are a lot of these Hallmark films filmed in uh, in Canada? Yeah, you know what? It's wild. So right now, I think- I need to move. Can I please be in a Hallmark film? <laughs> oh my God, it would be amazing. Yeah, girl, you will crush it. I feel right now, last year, I'm not joking. There are 140 Hallmark films slated to film here this year. 140. I mean, I, like when Christmas Jeez. comes, it's a whole thing. Like, I bought this book. It was like Hallmark Christmas. Like, I'm a sicko. I have a problem. I love you. <laughs> Yo, I'm with you. I grew up watching Hallmark. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I'm I like, didn't. Like, I was, I was like, ugh. But like, over the years, yeah. I've been like, oh, my heart, like, my cold, dead heart is melting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Candace Cameron, Lacey, and like, right. that, Oh my god, like there's a whole Hallmark universe, like Hallmark and then the CW uh universe. Yes, and the CW, it's great. It's It's all over and like a lot of CW in general, yeah. CW in general, Hallmark, all everything's coming up here. It's wild. Like there's work, which is like I need to move. I always love Devin Sawa and he's from Vancouver. Wait, what? No, is he for real? Or wait. Devin Sawa is from somewhere in Canada. Yeah. I, can't, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Reynolds is up here. Right, right. Yeah. So, so you never, so you haven't shot anything in Los Angeles yet? Has, has no. LA called you yet? No. Hollywood? You know what? I've been what? down to LA for like a couple yeah. pilot seasons and things. I cool. shot this weird soap opera thing in Utah. Oh, cool. Oh. It was interesting. Mormons, okay. or I don't even remember what it was called. So like, Utah. Utah, yeah. So that was what, but that's like the only thing besides like Indies or anything that I've shot, de- like in in LA. In the States. You ever venture to the East Coast for anything, for any projects or anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to live in Toronto, or, or I guess Canada East Coast, or you. Well, or, I mean. Or, or, I, yeah, we're U.S. To I mean, we're U.S. based, but no. <laughs> I'd love to see you. <laughs> I mean, I would love to come down. I love like the East Coast. People, I like love New York, but I love Chicago more. Just saying. I don't know. Is that cool city? It's a cool city. So, cool so, so, so yeah. what's it about? What's it about Chicago that you like the more? People, the people, the people are so freaking fantastic. I gotta say, I love Chicago for one specific thing, which That's is cool. not worth talking about Gosh. on the show right now. But <laughs> it's <pizza>. like, <laughs> but the, uh, but I, so I can I can understand that. But yeah. it's like, well, but, I say the same thing about Canadians because they're very friendly. I yes, yeah. heard, yeah. 99% of Canadians I've met are, are mm-hmm. been really nice. We pretty, we say sorry all the time. We're like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> they have great bacon, too. We do. That back bacon's good. It's true. And like some Albertan beef. I'm sorry if you guys are vegetarians. No, sorry. We're not. Great. The fish, the, 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 listen, like, there's some great. Seafood. Yeah, right. I need yeah. To- uh, what yeah. are my some of the best, some of the best, man. Yeah. No doubt. Well, yeah. Adela, well, we we really appreciate you taking some time to uh, talk to us on Below the Belt show. 
And of course, uh, on the West Coast, uh, your episode will be airing at 9 p.m. Uh, and uh, wow, the Bobsy Twins, I hopefully we'll be seeing more. Yeah, you will yeah. be. You'll be seeing a lot. Good. More. So more than Good. more than two episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. We basically appear the rest of the season. So nice. Yeah. Good. So you think? Yeah. I mean, you think this is like a backdoor pilot for potentially a subsequent show? Ooh. I love that. Like, I feel like that would be so sick. That's right. right. That right? needs to happen. And like, they're dark. Like the Bobsies, and you'll see in this season. Like, you get to kind of see where they come from in terms of like <laughs> their familial, yeah, yeah, jazz. And it ain't like rainbows and sunshine. Mm. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah and, like they're really dark and feedy. So like you, it's. I mean, that would be sick. There's a lot well, to play there. We'll be tuning right? in. Happen. Yeah. We'll be tuning yeah. in. It's a great show, and Adila, thanks so much for talking with us here on BTB. So nice you could. To meet you. Yeah, my great meeting you. Um, before you go, if you could do a promo, let us know yeah. who you are. A plug for um, Nancy Drew, whatever you want, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. All right. What's up? My name is Adila Dosani. I'm an emotional eater. Um, and Nancy Drew airs every Wednesday night at 9, 8 central on the CW. And below the belt show is the freaking dopest. Yes. 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 Love Adila, that. Adila, Love that was amazing. I love that promo. It was great. Yeah, Thank you so much. Yeah. You, you are officially one of my all-time favorite guests. On oh, show. wow. You're just, you're, you've just been so infectiously fun. Like, I gotta guess. say, I don't uh, I don't usually say that, but I've been... No, no, I, I feel like I she's like one of us. Like, she's like yeah, one of our best friends. Exactly. <laughs> guys, you guys have been so fucking dope. And we'll follow, we'll follow you on Instagram. We got your yes. Instagram link. Sweet. Yeah, likewise. And, like, thank you just for holding, like, space for, like, me to, like, speak openly, you know? Like, thank mm -hmm. you for just being Thank you. And, and we hope to see more of the Bobsy Twins, like you said, uh, on future episodes of Nancy Drew. Oh, thank you so much. Want to do a snapshot? So you should watch. Oh, yes. Can someone take a picture? Yeah. All right. All right, Chachi, you're going to take those on? Yeah, yeah. on the count of three, okay? okay. okay. One, two, three. Yeah. Yes. yes. Awesome. That is diversity. I'm gonna post it on my story. Uh, yes. On your story. Yes. Please and tag me so I can repost. I will. It. I will tag you, beauty. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Adela, so thank you so much. So good. Yeah. So watching. We watching. Thank you, Adela. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Holy cow, she was oh awesome. My God. I really I really liked her a lot. Sit on the earth, huh? Yeah. Listen, like, I had a reason to watch Nancy Drew. Uh -huh. I, I knew I was gonna like her, but like yeah. I, I'm blown away. Like, yeah. She, <laughs> general, I feel I feel you. Like I'm like, oh my god, that could have been like my best friend. My you sister. know what's funny? She says I mean she says the I mean a lot like you do. We we <laughs> You have the she same catchphrase. I'm a Leo. She's an Aries. Okay. I meant to find an Aries man that's supposed to be like my thing. Like we're supposed to be the best match. And like I always find these Aries women and I'm like, oh my God, like we're best friends. Like it's this thing. Like okay. 
I literally felt like she could have been like my best friend, and like mm-hmm. I really liked her. Oh, yeah. I, I she's a lot of fun. Yeah, I dug her. I like her. Great. She was so great. So, yeah, check out Nancy Drew uh, for more of the Bobsy Twins. Amanda Bobsy. I really hope they do, like, do a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or maybe That'd they'll just incorporate, cool. her, incorporate her and her twin brother into the cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you never know. I mean, um, again, they're a big aspect of the Nancy Drew story. So, um, yeah, I got just a few more things here. So, um uh wow so pretty exciting they dropped some images promoting the upcoming wrestling drama called heels this is a scripted series starring Stephen amell uh formerly of arrow as you know arrow is no longer in the arrowverse she can't really call it arrowverse anymore because arrow is no longer a current show yeah i mean what are they going to call it the berlanti verse (laughs) right berlanti verse exactly but heels is about a small town promotion in georgia um, um, that just starts a wrestling um, organization. So, and just the story surrounding it. But um, along with Stephen Amell, um, Alexander Ludwig um, is also a part of the cast as well. Uh, Mary McCormick, uh, Kelly Berglund, Alan Maldonado. Pretty good cast assembled for uh, this upcoming um, series. What's so it going to be? What's it going to be on? Stars. Oh, okay. Stars. What? The network stars? that I don't have. <laughs> well, Stars. Stars uh, does some pretty good prestige shows, so there should yeah, be. Yeah, they do. Like, a... like American Gods. Yeah. They do some good ones, man. I just, yeah. I, I just couldn't handle all the premiums and all the streamings. It was a little much. A little much. Um, Walking Dead's Find Me episode. That's episode eighteen. Chachi, what do you think? We finally saw. A love interest for Daryl Dixon, played by Norman oh, Reedus. Man. For ten seasons, he has not had a love interest on well, the show. Well, haven't they? Haven't they implied he and Carol have? Uh, not been, yet. Uh, not yet. They just been like best friends, you know. Um, well, that episode felt like ten seasons. It it, it was a little slow burn. <laughs> it was a slow burn, but it was it was an uh, actress Lynn Collins who plays Leah, and uh, Daryl finds her. Like this, this is a. Kind of like the filling the gap for the seven-year time jump. Daryl was out on his own, living under some like self-assembled, you know, house that he made that from trying to wood. find Rick. Trying to find the body of Rick because he, for whatever reason, he called him his brother because he could not understand that you couldn't. There's no body. There's no undead version. You know, as we all know, Rick was taken by a helicopter, so he's okay. But Daryl doesn't know that. Right. He meets this re- really attractive woman with a dog, and the dog is the same dog that you see in the episodes of The Walking Dead. So that's a backstory name of dog. how he, he found the dog named Dog, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Daryl asks uh, Leah, the dog's name is Dog? And Leah goes, what, you have a, you have a better name for him? <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny, because the dog is named Dog. Um, but Which I always, yeah, a, I always uh, assumed that Daryl named him Dog. You you always assume Daryl named the yeah. dog, right? It seems like something seems like something this character would do. But to see right. Daryl kind of fall in love, and they they I watched the Talking Dead, and they they said they couldn't really shoot intimate scenes with them. I mean, you figure if you get if they're both COVID tested, why couldn't they do like a kissing scene? Yeah, I don't scene, understand but, that at all. You know, um, why not do the kissing scene if they're both tested? But they didn't go for the kissing scene. They just showed them. 
you know, laying next to each other, like her grabbing his hand. And this is a side of Daryl we haven't seen before. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, again, it was a, it was a slow moving episode. Yeah, and we saw yeah, more than the relationship between Carol and Daryl and, you know, um, how Carol blames Daryl for people that has have left, you know. Of course, at the end of the episode, Leah is missing and the dog is left behind. So Daryl takes the dog. Um, but um, I expect Leah to come back in some way. I'm not sure how. You think she's banging Rick, maybe? She could be. So she could be one of two places. She could be at the Commonwealth. Like banging which is, Rick. Well, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, well, this, yeah. This is one of, so she could be at the Commonwealth, where all the stormtroopers are from. Or she could be with the CRM, where Rick is. And that could add some really crazy... That's a good thought, Chachi. If, yeah. if she's now banging Rick in the CRM... Because they could have taken her. They didn't take the dog, though. Um, that would cause some big drama between the brothers, right? I didn't think about that. That's kind of interesting, a way to bring up drama. But I think, you know, Rick is still in love with Michonne. I I can't see them screwing up that because eventually Michonne's going to find Rick, you know. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, these are character-driven episodes, these bonus six episodes that we're getting of the walking dead so when the final season 11 drops we'll get back to the walking dead that we're used to maybe um, she'll get pregnant by daryl and she'll have his bastard son and then the son would become king one day. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something well there's only one king and that's uh, king ezekiel of course, yeah. in yeah, the walking true. dead universe. <laughs> <laughs> um well um over on fx american horror story season 10 they just uh Dropped a promo photo of Macaulay Culkin and Leslie Grossman uh, on the beach. So this will be a beach-themed horror, you know, themed season. Um, so look forward to that. Also on FX by Ryan Murphy is Impeachment American Crime Story. Uh, they just cast the Hillary Clinton actress, and it's Edie Falco. Oh, nice! I can yeah. I can see that. I can see Known that working. Nurse Jackie, yeah, was going to be playing uh, Hillary Clinton. Well, who's going to play the cigar? Uh, <laughs> well, we we do have um, Beanie Feldstein, who's playing Monica Lewinsky. Okay. Clive Owen is Bill Clinton. Sarah Paulson's Linda Tripp. Margaret Martindale, Lucianne Goldberg, Anna Lay Ashford as Paula Jones, and Billy Eichner wow. as Matt Drudge. And Betty Gilpin from Glow will play Ann Coulter. So, yeah, it's a pretty good cast. You can play, you can play the cigar, Al. I'd have to go inside of Beanie Feldstein, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Um, FX's Pose uh, will be coming to an end with, for the upcoming third season. Um, this is a show... That takes place in 1994, if you didn't know, as the AIDS epidemic continues to take its toll on the ballroom community. So, um, yeah, so third season. Third season will be the uh, the upcoming third season will be the final season. I never heard of it. Yeah, Billy Porter. Wow. The ballroom community. I I I know there was a ballroom community. Well, I I think I I don't think it's literally ballroom dancing. I think it's. what does that actually mean, ballroom community? But <laughs> there are people that the arts and dance community in New York City. 
Yeah, I think it's, it's just supposed to be like dancers. And there's a lot of gay like, men and at the time and at the time the gay men had been, you know, stigmatized as the ones that had AIDS, you know. Yeah. Uh, during that time, you know. Um, Although by the nineties, I think there was much more of an understanding of what AIDS was and there wasn't that ca- mm-hmm. that same kind of stigma. That like, was more that was more in the eighties, right? Yeah. It's a good yeah, point. It was, it, was, it was still there. I mean that that whole um, there's a whole play about um, angels. Angels in, in America, America, yeah. But that's a lot of that takes place in the 80s. That's like um, such a good because point. like in the 80s they used to call it like gay cancer and things yep. like that when wow. people really and like, and like like and like still... they're gonna cancel you for saying that, gentlemen. No, well that's what they used to call it, and I that know. was yeah. that was the whole thing. Like the Reagan administration pretty much ignored it for like their you know the first few years it was raging and like because back then people didn't really understand it but i think in the 90s like you know although maybe it's maybe i'm just misremembering but it's <laughs> well, yeah i'm sure the show's cool i've never yeah. seen it yeah um here's a cool show it will be on bbc um i guess it'll be on bbc america in the u.s but alfie allen theon Greyjoy from game of thrones will be starring um so Theon? So, Theon Greyjoy, yes. Um, Dominic West from The Wires in the cast. Um, Sophia Batella from Mar- Modern Love, and you might remember her as the alien from the new Star Wars, Star Trek, sorry, Star Trek film. Um, so basically, uh, so it's called Sass Rogue Heroes, um, and it's based on Ben McIntyre's best-selling book of the same name. A oh, that's a... That's not. Is it S A S? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, well, that's just S A S. I acronymed not... it. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a dramatized account of how Special Forces Unit, the S A S, was formed under extraordinary circumstances during World War II. So something to look forward to. Um, Theon Greyjoy, great actor. Nice guy too. I got to meet him at the SAG Awards a couple times. Um, the CW. He fucked up on Game of Thrones. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he got he got his sh- wiener schnitzel. Uh, yeah, well, he redeemed he redeemed himself at the end. He redeemed did. Himself at the end. He did. He's a good actor too. And did you know that he's the brother of Lily Allen? A little yeah. trivia. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Really? Yep. Lily Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked her. Yeah. You liked her. So they're doing a Powerpuff Girls um, series on CW. Uh, Chloe Bennett from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be in it. Dove Cameron and Yana Peralt. So it's they, a live it, action is... Powerpuff Girls. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. That's. Are they going to make it like, well, I, I guess you don't know, but I would imagine they'd have to make it like super stylized and how it yeah. looks. Yeah. How hot is Chloe Bennett from Marvel's yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, my God. She is gorgeous. Um. <laughs> So yeah, she she can. So do is so is Dove Cameron. Dove, Dove Cameron is hot too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the whole cast is hot. What am I? Yeah. Saying? It's like a CW show basically. I mean, yeah, think about it. We had Adila Dasani on, and like the whole cast of Nancy Drew, they're all good-looking people. That's mm-hmm. that's a typical CW move, you know. They just, they just throw that they're in, you know. Be diverse and look good. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Over on the Paramount. <laughs> Network, Manny Patinkin will be joining the good fight for the upcoming fifth season. Of course, we know him from Homeland, so another big star on that show. 
the equalizer with queen latifah will be returning uh for a second season so, so is that a remake or is that based on that yes because i, I know there was actually... an equalizer tv show and then That's there was right. a denzel washington movie yeah you're absolutely right general and so, i don't yeah. know if the movie was based on the show or not was it well the, the, it's a, it's a reboot of the 80s series okay so yeah. you're correct on that um, but yeah, just four episodes in, they got really solid ratings. They already greenlit like the second season. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing the casting notices that, that that's shooting up in New Jersey, so uh, that might be a fun show to work on. Um, Queen of the South will end after the fifth season. Really? Yeah. Oh. Are you a fan? I'm all caught up. Oh, good. Yeah. You are you yeah. sad to see the show go? I mean, um, I just, the upcoming I just watched all four episodes of. Um... All four seasons. Four seasons. Um, oh, wow. Recently. Was it was it that good? I mean, it was. I need to watch. I definitely loved the first season, and okay. Towards the end, it started getting my nerves, but okay. We'll see, we'll see how the last season goes. Yeah, the last season. But yeah, it, I mean, it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable show. I like it. Okay. Well, because if you love um, like Breaking Bad and 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 things of of that. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't put up to that level, but um, it, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I think about a cartel, right? Those yeah, are, yeah. You know, um, should be crazy, a lot of killing. <laughs> um, so America Ferrera returning to Superstore for the upcoming um, final oh, season really? for the series finale. So she'll be on the final episode of the the sixth season. So she I'm left last that. season. But she'll come back for the, the finale, which, you know, makes sense, you know. Come back where, where you started, you know, just for the final episode. Well, when is that? So the, um, it's going to um, end its sixth season run with a long hour farewell on March 25th. Oh, okay. So I'm sure you'll be uh, tuning in. I will in. tune in. Yeah. Your grace, your grace. You know, my sister turned me on to that show. Like, these are, like, a Super lot summer, of these yeah. it's, like, things... Like I didn't want to watch that. I didn't want to watch American Housewife. There's uh, probably really good network shows out there, but because it doesn't get as much buzz as a lot of the streaming shows, I haven't really. Like I watched that. I watched Blackish. I watch. I watched yeah. I watch. I still watch Bob's Burger. I still watch. Go. I still I watch, watch Simpsons. Guy. But it's like that. I'm sitting here watching these shows when like. I need to be following up on the boys. I need to be watching yeah, my Marvel yeah. show. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? You haven't watched yeah. any WandaVision yet, have you? Yeah, the trouble, the trouble with network shows is they're, they're so easily canceled. You know, especially like right. different dramas and stuff. Or like, they you might go on forever. Like, or they could go on forever, right. right. Yeah, you never know. So well, you know, I mean, like, I guess one of the benefits of like, the show, oh, like, on, whatever. With a lot of those, with a lot of those network shows, I don't know. It may have changed now, but they don't really have those long, like store, like season-long arcs. And so it's a lot easier to just like pop in and watch an episode every once in a while. At least with Law and Order, that was always that way. Yeah. But then again, well, like network shows, a lot of them are like 24 episodes a season too. Yeah, well, that's true. So they, many of them, yes. Yeah. The Peacock is good. The Peacock network will be great because it, it will actually have a home for those network shows that, you know, if they, you just want to, you know, watch them on yeah. the Peacock, you don't have to watch, watch it on network television, right. but this is actually, Peacock is getting a big show, uh, uh, with, uh, George R. R. Martin based on his book, wild cards. Have you heard of, uh, wild yeah, cards? that's a, 
Yeah, the, that was like George yeah. R. R. Martin's like superhero universe. Yeah, did for like these. I don't. I never read any of them, so I don't. It's really a cool know premise. What? what? I have not say? heard of this. What? It's, it's George R. R. Martin, the creator, <laughs> the writer of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wrote a book called Wild Card. So it's basically a virus released over Manhattan in 1946. All right, great time for a virus, right? Um, that alters the course of human history. It rewrites DNA. Mm-hmm. mutates the survivor some are just granted superpowers some are left with repulsive physical deformities wow interesting so it's kind of i like always a, i always meant Spanish, to read it you know? but i never did and Wait. it was it was supposedly a cool book it when, was like a series uh, of books so he wrote those a long time ago like like at some point in the 80s he wrote right it. and now they're going to make it a um a series on peacock so. where is the last book where is the last game of thrones book? <laughs> that is yeah no he's writing all he's show running all these general like the he's, last book we yeah. left off um yep what's his name um is still alive uh king Baratheon. Yeah. one of the one of the one of the like brothers that dies very early on is like still alive in the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, the um the father of Cherie, um the um yes. Baratheon. Yes. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was where the Stephen last Berlain. book left off. So like, great, we all we saw the show's ending, but where is George? R- where is the book ending? How are like, you gonna feel though? Like, uh... I'm not. No, I don't like it. When Whatever when 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 it eventually comes out, no matter if it's like completely different than the end of the show or similar to the end of the show, yeah. like like it, it it's a little hard to because it like I I would imagine he's tempted to make it entirely different than the end of the show, right. and um, that's I'm just so confused. Like yeah. I just don't understand. Like I guess if that was me, like. Well, you know, I actually asked like, David. This is Benioff, my baby. This is my baby. Like, am I trying to see it through to fruition with like my thought, or am I just so like, yeah. well, it's all about the all about the Benjamins. Like, because at that point, then I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever they did was cool. But like, I'm also not a writer, so like, I don't, I don't really <laughs> understand that thought process. Yeah. But, like, I mean, it's basically already done like those of us that read it that took the time me he said he's almost others, done we sat book. there i read all the books like yeah, it was exhausting but, but he the plot line is basically what the showrunner had said and had told me personally at the sag Awards. i asked Very him different. about the finale and he said yes george rr R. martin that was his vision. Sansa was not married to what's his name. Yeah. I don't know, but that's all I was told, guys. So I we mean, we need a Snyder Snyder cut of the final season of of Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> you, want, you want Zack Snyder to edit or yes, reshoot the whole final season? Yes. <laughs> Add to oh, it. And not mad about it. I just yeah. Like, where are we? Like, are we, are we, like, is there no more? Should yeah. I not be expecting it? I, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with the ending of the show. Yeah. Are you telling me that there's going to be an ending of a book? Because you know. I will move on with my life and go on to his other. Yep. Things. Another, another big project coming to Peacock is based on 
the Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. So this is a One Tom Hanks awesome. character, but it's not starring Tom Hanks. It's called The Lost Symbol, and it picks up um, where I guess the the character left, I guess. So Robert Langdon um, is the Harvard symbologist, I guess. So, um, but it will not be starring, not be starring. Um, Tom Hanks, okay. but it will follow the storyline, I guess. So oh. it's it's called Langdon. So, um, and Chachi, you sent me this um, about Peacock and the WWE Network. So as you know, all the WWE Network will be on Peacock. Um, so they're doing away with the WWE Network and it's just going to be merged into this mega huge streaming platform. Just another reason. And it's kind of a plus if you think about it, because WWE is $9.99. Peacock is still very low at $4.95. And if you're um, a cable subscriber, you get it for free. Um, yeah, so that includes all the pay-per-views, which is All insane. the pay-per-views, yes. So they're all, like 50 bucks um, a piece. Usually some of the pay-per-views, yeah, they were up to 50 bucks. WrestleMania back WrestleMania, in the day. Yeah. As, as kids, we had to have someone host and we'd be put five dollars in the pot yeah, a lot of friends yeah, yeah to split that paper five dollars in the pot yeah <laughs> to split a paper don't, don't right don't be cheap come on get in there i know there was cheap, and there was get your money in one one of my friend's fathers made sure hey where's your five bucks you know you know pitch in so, <laughs> so. i'd never pay fifty dollars if i was a father i'd be like screw you all right um, so they're doing an ABC pilot called Queens about an estranged pop group in the 90s that makes their return. Uh, Brandy uh, Norwood uh, is going to be joining. The Brandy. Brandy herself. Will be so is Monica going to be on there, too? Monica should be on there, too, man. Yeah. It's the pop, oh, pop group's oh, called Queens. Maya should be on there. <laughs> yeah, Maya, too. Yeah, and all the R&B Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it, it's a '90s group that were legends in the hip hop world, and, and they reunite, and they reunite <laughs> in their 40s General to recapture their fame. You know, um, the upcoming Grammy Awards are March 14th, so just some updated performers: Bad Bunny, Cardi B, BTS, Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, Haim, Brittany Howard, Miranda Lambert. Dua Lipa, love Dua Lipa. Chris Martin of Coldplay, John Mayer, Megan Thee Stallion, probably doing, probably not doing WAP because it's still on network television. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marin Morris, Post Malone, Harry Styles, Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's quite an impressive. Uh... Was this broadcast so I know when to avoid it? <laughs> this Sunday, March 14th. Okay, okay, I'll make sure I'm not watching. You're not going to be watching. I'll watch. This, this is the Grammys. It's the Grammys, yeah. Yeah. I guess you know it, it you know it's so so the way they're handled it is some some will be pre-recorded performances some honorees will gather in a room um it's still going to be take place take place in the, the staples center there'll be four stages each set up with a in the uh, small number of performers um, with nominees and guests grouped around it. So they're handling a little differently. I mean, Golden Globes is pretty much virtual, but the, it sounds like the Grammys is going to be a little more in person, but it's not open to the public or the recording Academy. Like, you know, I've attended the Grammys in the past and uh, yeah, it's going to be very different. I hope it's last year for this bullshit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh you know, God. 
Yeah, I think everything will be fine by the summer, guys. I really do. When was our when was our first um, quarantine show? Mid March. Yeah. yeah. Is so, it the one year anniversary? A year ago. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about Mulan. Remember? Man. God, we've been doing this for year. The do the virtual version for a year. That's holy insane. shit. Yeah. All right, I, your grace. I, this. I do like that we can like that it's. I can see it. I mean, obviously, yeah, I saw yeah. you guys all in the theater, like when we were all like in person. But like, it is kind of nice to do it like this because we yeah. can get a nice, we can get a photo and like. Yeah, and especially it driving. It beats driving from Alexandria to yeah, Catonsville, right? right? Yeah, but there. Listen, there. As much as it was annoying, like there was something to be said for like. Being in the same room, being there yeah. in person, yeah. like it was fun, right? You know, I, like, like it, I mean, I would always be tired, and I'd always be like, "Oh my god, it's an hour back." But like, it would all—it was always nice. Like, I don't see Al all the time, and like in general, I don't see you and like Chachi. Like, mm-hmm. it was nice. Like, it wasn't a thing that we did all the time, so like, our energy kind of just like fed off each other. And I think we right. still do it well here, but. Um, they're definitely and like you know, Al would always. There was always, somebody always brought snacks. Yeah, I was always got. I was always like, snacks. ooh, that was like a treat <laughs> that I didn't allow myself. That's why we had to do the in-person Christmas thing. So, yeah. hey, we'll do, like, we'll, we will do things like, like that. that. Was good. Yeah, Al. Especially, Stop especially you. now that it's springtime and like the weather is right? actually nice, so we can actually we can actually be outside. Yes. You know. That's Chachi, a, you had a you had a point. Yeah, the um I'm reading here it was our March twenty fifth March twenty fifth show was our first um it oh said like due God. to the COVID nineteen pandemic the panel are joining remote, remotely via Skype with other forms of entertainment have ceased production below the belt is here for our fans and as we present our first remote show via Skype so March twenty fifth <laughs> there you we go Wait, was that us. Was that us for? So that that will be uh that will be in two weeks. We'll we'll do the one yeah. year. Yeah, we did a little celebration. Who, who is in that March? Is that me? Because I remember was, uh, being in one of the early ones. I don't know if I was in the hey. first one. It was me, and Al and Big Nick. Yeah, uh, three of okay. us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have been in like the next one. It was um yeah, the, the, I, the not, actor from Milan, the young right, actor, not, not the, the father, father, but the other guy. Yeah. Yep, that and was he, one of our first shows too. He talked about his cooking show, yep. and then I made whatever he he what, had. You made his, one of his recipes. Yeah, I made nice. one of his recipes, and they were like, I mean, it was. Was it, was it amazing? It was many, good. It was many calories, but it was. <laughs> well, feel good you didn't order the cheesecake, right? From the oh, other night. Um, next time, guys. Let's talk about the Bachelor. Uh, so, um, what are you thinking of the Bachelor now? So, Matt James had. Wow, so he was really deserted by his own dad, and they actually uh, showcased how the father ne- neglected you know, him as a youth, but they hugged it out, things were okay, but, you know, kind of like, like shows a typical, you know, stereotypical deadbeat dad, you know, um, that didn't paint dad. the father in a good, didn't paint him in a good light. No. And, then it was, and then it was the overnight, so, of course, you know, I mean... Who, when it, who's going to forego the fantasy suite? All three of the girls. Um, who knows what happens? 
most likely the craziest happens, but uh, we can no, never assume. No, 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 no. Like, this is what happens. It's like, <laughs> even if you're like the sleaziest or the nicest guy, like, right, you still are not going to show, you're not going to pull all your cards on just one person. Because if you do, that's the end of the show. And... I'm sure Chris Harrison and everyone were like, don't, don't ever say, don't say you're in love. Don't say you're falling in love. Don't do that. But like, I'm sorry, as a woman, like I've watched him and he's also not been someone, he hasn't been on the, he wasn't on the show before. Right. So most of the guys that are the bachelor have been on the bachelorette. So most of them know what it entails. This man knows nothing. So he's coming into it. I mean, he's kind of an idiot. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be mean. Wow. But he doesn't, but he doesn't know anything. Like, he literally thinks anything anyone tells him is true. Yeah. yeah. And he's a very and nice guy. And he's the guy. first bachelor I've seen dumped. He's like, a very two, two, right. Two two girls, uh, two right. contestants. Willing, because he's like, not playing said, it well. Right. They actually well. wanted to leave. But you know what? You know that usually doesn't happen. Listen, if we're if if everyone's being honest and they're really all here for love, which mm-hmm. I mean, God, it's 2021. Is that really what we're all here for? Like, yeah. I mean, but, my my hallmark side wants to say yes, but uh, the realist side of me says yeah. mm, no. So Brie is out, and um, looks like and Rachel. Brie is gorgeous, and Brie is small and tiny, and Brie is beautiful. She is really hot, and uh, Michelle. Michelle and Matt look good together. Michelle and Matt sound good together. But now, again, what about Rachel Kirkconnell? But, but Morgan, Morgan Fabulous's inner sense says that he is all about Rachel. And, and Rachel is the center of the controversy with the antebellum photo. Again, which, again, which will lead into cancel culture news. In the in in what we're watching right now, I don't think he's aware of that. Right. And we're so, going to find oh, out about that oh, on the after. Out. I want to point out that, like, the word antebellum, people think that has a slavery connotation. The word antebellum means before war. Not, not before the Civil War. It just means before war. America, the United States, we have taken it to mean pre slavery so i just pre-slavery but pre-civil war (laughs) right so during slavery right the time of slavery the time of slavery so like it's just like i just wanted to point that out because the word the word antebellum does not mean slavery it does not mean enslavement it simply means the time before war. Right. War so Chris, of the time. So Chris Harrison did another apology video for Rachel Lindsay. They are trying Rachel, to distract him. I'm sorry. I don't Rachel want has accepted his apology. Chris Harrison intends to be back. He is a producer of the show, so he does have a lot of say in, on his position on the show. Well, can he Let's get just off his feel. own arm or something? There's something to make it right? You know, just use like, use like one of those hacksaws and just saw off his arm to make it right. right? Can you do that? Yeah, it's. I'm just so. I'm just. I'm so tired of it. Like I'm. I'm. It's just like. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, as a person of color, or yeah, like, I like I, I liked Rachel Lindsay. Like, I literally only like I've only watched The Bachelor a few times or Bachelorette. Once was when my friend Ashley uh, Fiora was on it. That was ten years ago with Jake Pavelka, <laughs> and then I watched yeah. it. Rachel Lindsay, because she was she's the first. been on the show, by the way. Were right. you in the studio for that when she called in? You might have been. No, but she's one of my best friends, yeah. and I love her. Yeah, we, had, we had her on the show, yeah. Um, and, I, and then I watched it with Rachel Lindsay, because I was like, oh, the first Black Bachelorette, and I thought she was great. And then um, and then I got just I just like got suckered in again, because somebody <laughs> was like, oh, you need to watch it. Claire is 39. And I was like, wow, like. She's slightly older than me. <laughs> and then I watched with her and Tasha. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, I need to watch Matt James. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm sucked <laughs> in again. Yep. And, like, I really, like, for so long, I was like, I hate, hate, hate the show. It stands against everything that I've ever wanted in my life. As someone who trained in acting and dance and, like, I I wanted to be on the stage to evoke an emotion of a different character, like, to really be that person. It's like, that doesn't fucking matter anymore. Let, let's uh, let's move on to the next cancel culture. Of course, Chris will hopefully be back. You know, again, I'm he owned back. his apology. But now it's another cartoon character in Pepe Le Pew. Oh, of course, we were Jesus. talking about Dr. Susan all his books last week. Mm-hmm. Now it's Pepe Le Pew. So apparently, he will not be in the upcoming Space Jam two um, film because he was a part of Space Jam one. Pepe Le Pew has been criticizes as normalizing rape culture because he was he was a horny skunk he was a horny skunk and he always tried to to woo um this cat with the with the the paint on its back yeah and it was funny and it was cute it's totally normalizing skunk on skunk rape and actually, that skunk is, on cat rape, so it's in inter- the cat. Inter- that's species the cat with rape. a stripe on it, it right? Yeah. Stripe. It's an animal. It's a cartoon. Well, I can't you... tell our kids. That. I'm against animals raping other animals. I'm gonna put it out there now, on this show. <laughs> I'm against it. Chachi's against. Sorry, that, 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 that's a hot any rape between Peppa Le Pew and the cat. Never affected me as no. a child. No. Sorry, no. just saying. Well, I heard. I heard there's people trying to react to that, and they're trying to cancel. Miss Piggy now, because okay. you know, it's like what we were talking about earlier, you know, with um, like Eddie Murphy, like being an old Jewish man or whatever. Like Miss Piggy, um, she did the exact same stuff to Kermit that they're that they're saying that um, Pepe Le Pew did to yeah. the cat with the stripe on it. Like, that's your way with Kermit, and Kermit was sometimes he didn't want anything to do with. He her, never right? wanted anything to do with Miss Piggy. He always and she kept on she was kept on attacking him, kissing him without without Pers- his consent, without, without, without consent, the Kermit without consent. consent. Yeah. But Miss Piggy no. has not been canceled yet. But yeah, I'm against I'm against pig on frog rape myself too. I'm putting that out there right now. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking a stand on this. I'm yep. against it. Yep. So I don't know. It's, it's getting a little ridiculous. Add Pepe Le Pew to Mr. Potato Head and the Lando Lakes Butter Girl and uh, why hasn't, why <laughs> the hasn't dog like... from Paw Patrol who's a cop. 
I mean, come on. And why this, hasn't another it, country attacked us yet and took us over? Because we're like we're like a bunch of soft people now in this country. We're all we're all like like oh this cartoon skunk. Oh no, like yeah. we'd be done in like five minutes if another country attacked us. Right. You know, this current generations. Yeah. So that's the latest cancel culture, and let's really quick talk about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's interview on Oprah. Uh, 11.3 million watched this interview. Some real big bombshells from the interview. Um, how Meghan Markle was, you know, very intimidated by meeting Queen Elizabeth and was very naive initially. <laughs> um, and then just more and more things were revealed in the interview that they wanted to strip Archie, the, the son of Prince Harry and Meghan, of his title and security. And then a member of the royal family who was not named was worried about Archie and how dark his skin might be. That baby's really pale skin, by the well, way. Well, I, I'll tell you right um, now, they, they should have hired me to, to, to clear the air for them. Yeah? The baby, and before the baby was even born, was, was going to be like like pale white. I mean, I mean she's, she's damn near whiter than me, as it is. I also wanted to say exactly what Chachi just said. Yeah, Prince Harry. A baby, Harry. I mean, Meghan Markle is... She doesn't look black. She's, I'm she's sorry. biracial, yeah. No, I know she's biracial. Right. right. She doesn't look it. Does so, she, she have a black mother? What yes. Her mother her is dad, dark. Her dad must be albino because there's never no, been a lighter skin no, person. No, that's that's wrong. Like, no, that that comment is wrong. Albino. But <laughs> Chachi, I'll give you that. The comment is wrong, but it's just like she is very light skinned. Yeah. And She's the original Miss Lightskin Town. I think we all would have known that her child was gonna be light skinned. So like but still if if like if your parent if one of your parents is very dark, like I mean I had people I dated I dated guys that would be like, Oh yeah, my mom asked like you know, they they asked me, like, are you okay if like if you marry Morgan, like your kid's gonna be darker? And like again oh, wow. in the eighties yeah, in the 80s and 90s, I literally was so, like, eager to please people. I'd be like, well, I'm half, so it's okay. Like, that's the comment I gave. So, like, when when Megan said that, like, that was, like, I, I really, like, that was, like. You empathize with it, right? I yeah. That. I understand you, that. Like, you empathize I, with that. Yeah. I don't like that. What about um, the suicide, uh, being suicidal because I don't of. Know. I mean, I'm not the nuts? I don't know. But, yeah, she considers suicide. Like, it's also like you knew what you were signing up for. Like, you have to forego, like, normal human activities. Yeah. Like, a part of me, honestly, like, if you're going to name me Duchess Morgan, take take all my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the royal... Being Take royal it. isn't Take apparently you're, you're trapped. Not you're, just you're, Morgan. Yeah. You have to be accounted for Here everything you do. You have no privacy. Fine. Both of them felt trapped. You were like half Royalty. Like when you have girlfriend, you knew there was rules. You knew you couldn't go out certain places and do there certain stuff. People, there are people on Instagram, black people, telling like dra- dragging her, being like. You cannot say that you went into this family and you didn't know anything. Like this one. I mean, this that's one the whole thing about a monarchy. It's about goes, bloodlines. It's about bloodlines. 
She goes, the one thing we're supposed to do is chat is check who raised who raised your person and i was like well, she she ain't wrong there. i can't i can't blame them for for wanting to leave though i guess i mean oh, to no. be independent i can't blame them but i also no. like crown well, not... jewels crown jewels crown jewels pretty impressive <laughs> i saw it at the tower of morgan London. Huh? but you know they weren't supportive bow, and, bow and... to me bow bow, bow to down. the queen I mean, she she admitted to having suicidal, um, you know, thoughts. I mean, yeah, I mean that's pretty serious. You know, that's pretty serious. Baby's gonna be fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's stupid. And, like, <clears throat> it's on the family's part, or whoever said it. Yeah, very ignorant on the family's part. Uh, they didn't reveal who it was. They said it would be damaging. It wouldn't surprise me if it's Prince Charles, because apparently there's some estranged. Uh, relationship going on between Prince Charles and um, Harry, but um, interestingly enough, Piers Morgan quit the morning show Good Morning Britain after comments he made about Markle, um, pretty much saying that that you know it, that she was just you know not telling the truth about her her suicidal thoughts, basically, you know, um, basically saying that. Um, Okay, so basically, you know, he said, who did you go to? What did they say to you? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't believe a word she said. Talk about Megan. Crazy. I couldn't believe it if she read me a weather report. So apparently a lot of people complained. And apparently he walked off the show. He walked he like, off the he set. Like stormed off. Stormed off the set. Lying. Yeah, which was, I mean, he kind of looked like a pussy doing that. <laughs> From what I... Sorry you could trash me, mate, but not on my own show. See you later. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cray-cray, guys. But, um, I mean... We could go on for this topic now, but it is getting late, guys. So let's just wrap up tonight's show. Big surprise on AEW's pay-per-view. Christian, WWE's Christian, now known as Christian Cage, is, has signed a deal with AEW. So that's the second major um, star to sign recently with a big <coughs> show, signed with a company. So that was a big shocker on Sunday's show. They tried to keep that a big secret up until the pay-per-view. Well, I figured he would have stayed around just to do stuff with um, Edge. That's what I thought, too. But you know he's always going to be second fill to Edge. Yeah. That's the way it's going to be. But speaking of wrestling, rest in peace news is that um, Jim Crockett Jr., who was responsible for the NWA, which became the WCW. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had passed away. Um, he was the founder of the NWA. He was an influential promoter that got a lot of the stars of the NWA that became stars of WCW and then became stars of WWE. So, I mean, um, he's pretty pretty much, you brought in like Ric Flair and Sting and all those people. Ric Flair, Sting, exactly. Yeah. He's like, he's like the road warriors. He's like the alternate Vince for back, back then, man, but was never nowhere near as successful, but you know, still like was able to cultivate a lot of cool talent. Exactly. And cool storylines. And the more, I think it was, they were definitely more realistic than WWF was back then. Really? In some ways. Was more cartoonish. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they, gimmicky. I guess they didn't more. have like outlandish storylines. And NW, I didn't really watch NWA. Really? So. I mean, it, it was more like WWE did. Flair. NWA yeah. was, yeah, they didn't really go for the gimmicks as okay. much. Okay. 
So it was more about the wrestling. The, the wrestling yeah, and then the, the mic, the mic promos. They're very big on the mic. Yeah, it's more like rock and roll looking people. Um, yeah, exactly. It was like wrestling clowns and wrestling garbage men and stuff. And yeah, and the Undertaker, the man, the dead man. Uh, <laughs> also, we lost Michael Wolf Snyder, sound mixer from Nomadland, which had won awards at the Golden Globes and yeah. um, really sad that he actually took his own life. His father is a psychiatrist. Wow. Isn't that ironic? You know, your son is, is suffering from mental health yeah. and depression and your, and your dad's a psychiatrist, but there was, there was nothing, I guess, that, that he could say to his son, I guess, to prevent him from doing that. That's really, really sad. Um, you know, he worked as a crew member on that film. Um, but yeah, apparently... The pandemic got to him. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Um, let's see. Roger Mudd, news anchor for CBS News, passed away at the age of 93. Tony Hendra from This Is Spinal Tap and also worked as an editor of National Lampoon, passed away at the age of 79. Joan Weldon, English actor, um, actress and singer, rather, um, had... Uh, <laughs> Starred in a, the 1954 sci-fi classic Them about giant rats, <laughs> giant giant ants. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say that. Jesus. Was that filmed in Baltimore? I know, right? <laughs> uh, passed away at the age of 90. Nicole Nicola Paget, daughter of Elizabeth Bellamy uh, from the 70s British miniseries Upstairs Downstairs, had passed away from a brain tumor. And Chachi, you sent me this, the inventor of the CD and cassette tapes, Lou Ottens, credited with not only inventing the cassette tape, but helping develop the CD. And that, uh, I never knew physical, that. That's insane. That's, that's physical wild. Media, physical yeah, involved media, in both. Huh. Sadly, had passed away at the age of 94. So cassettes are a big deal again. Like, a lot of people. Well, you know, it's weird. Yeah. You know, vinyl made a resurgence, and now yeah. cassettes. We're, meanwhile, CDs are kind of on the back burner. Well, so CDs are on the back burner because it's like, you know, it's the equivalent sound to, you know, when you're um, with MP3s and right. people don't even use MP3s anymore. It's like um, streaming. Yeah. But cassettes are like totally like a retro thing that um, like just just this last weekend, I went to a record store and I hadn't been to one in a long, long time. We were in Ellicott City and they had a huge cassette section, which oh, I was. Ones? Yeah. New like, releases on cassette. That's yeah. Insane. Close my mind. Oh, my God. You cassettes guys are, are if we're being honest, cassettes are miserable. Yeah, and they, like, they rewinding, suck. Rewinding. Y'all are old. Cause you you had to you had to sit there and find the start of the song by fast forwarding through it and rewinding to get to the very start of the song you yeah, wanted. Well, I remember, I remember that shit. Like how I'm big it just... was when um... I can't, right? I can't, I yeah. can't, right? I can't. No, no, I can't. <laughs> and the shit well, like... always got twisted up, you know. And you had to take this <laughs> right. pen like this and put it into the hole and, and wind it wind it up oh, and it all twist uh, and like uh, break. What yeah. well, I form up. A lot of a lot of bands are actually issuing like special releases just on like exclusively oh. on set now, oh. like the way they used to do with vinyl. And uh, I guess they uh, still do with vinyl, but it's like, uh, I mean, it's for like crazy collectors who don't really yeah. care about the sound. Morgan, I guess. if you saw if you saw a guy who, whose car had a cassette player in it, what do you think that was hot? 
I mean, what else does he have? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that player. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> that note, birthdays from from death. We celebrate life as usual. Yes. Chuck Norris. Happy birthday, Chuck Norris. Is 81. How old is he? Eighty-one. Eighty-one. Do you remember? Do you remember old. when Chuck Norris was like the host of the internet? When like you know the oh. the Chuck Norris facts was like such yeah, a big yeah. thing. I can't. He's 81? I can't. You cannot tell me he's old. Stop. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sharon Stone is 63. Jeez. The infamous cross leg, open leg, seeing a basic instinct. I'll never do forget that. you still that. want her to do that now? She still might look good. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure she still looks pretty good. <laughs> That's a good yeah. one. Uh, let's see. Jasmine know. Guy. Remember Jasmine Guy? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 59. Can you believe that? Where was what, what she from? Was she from a different world? A different, different world. world and yeah. uh, uh, Harlem Nights. Was she also in Cosby Show? Or was she no. only on? She was on a different world in Harlem Nights. Those yeah. were the two Wait, things. Yeah. The original light skin talent was Jasmine Guy. Yeah. yeah. She was a badass bitch. She was hot. <laughs> she was right. Really, really hot. The original, the original LST, like I said. Nazi dresser. Oh, actually, Lisa Bonet was the original LST. I give it to Lisa Bonet. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Rick Rubin, producer extraordinaire, fifty-eight. Yeah. Edie Brickell of the New Bohemians is 55. The story was cool on the on the BC Boys documentary. The oh yeah, Ruben. Started yeah. out in his dorm room at like yeah. was NYU or something. Yeah, Def Jam okay. Records. Yeah. Yeah, John Hamm, the big 5-0. Yeah. <laughs> Happy wow. birthday, John Hamm of Mad Men. I was just talking about John Hamm today and how he lives an awesome life and. Um, uh. He really does. He's like, because he's like a big enough star that everybody recognizes him, but nice he's still, he's still Neil like Tom. humble enough to appear in like all sorts of like totally random things. Yep. And yeah, I got to I'm a big John Hamm fan. Yeah. Nice guy yeah, too. Wasn't awesome. he Chachi? He's a nice he guy. Should, he still should have been Batman. And he, sh- he still should. Actually, I said that to him. Yeah. At the Comic Con, I was like, dude. Should be Batman. He's like he's he never is. he's never he's played like a Ford. superhero character. He was all for it, wasn't it? you were there? Yeah, talking he about. was. I said that to him. Right? I said yeah. that to him, General. You know, any update on you in Batman? Mm-hmm. And he, and he was just really enthusiastic. I want to do it. I'd love to do it. You know, that's what right. he said. He was supposed to play Mister Sinister if the X Men Fox X Men franchise. Maybe was... it will still happen. Maybe it's not too late, General. Yeah. Would that be great? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking he of uh, young for fifty, yeah. Speaking of producers, Timbaland, 49. Nice. Wow. He's younger than wow. I thought he was. Yeah. I thought I would have thought he was like, because he looked like he was 49 back in the 90s. Robin Thicke, 44 today. Um, wow, 44. Yeah. Thomas Middleditch of Silicon Valley is 39. Carrie Underwood is 38. Olivia Wilde, the lovely Olivia Wilde is 37, and Emily Osmond is 29. That's birthdays today, guys, on March 10th. So that's uh, the end of the program, guys. It is getting late. We had an amazing time here. A lot of fun here on BTB, guys. From top fun. to bottom. From top yeah. to bottom, as much as it's I not. did. I'd like to thank, of course, our special celebrity guest, Adila Dasani. Um, oh. She's amazing. She was a she lot of fun. Great. She was great. Star. Great energy. Just great, 
great charisma. Star to watch. One of the Bob's twins. Uh-oh. On CW's Nancy Drew, so check out her episode. She's going to be all over season two. We like to thank, of course, our panel. Starting with the one and only, the king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. See ya. The one and only, the prince, the Persian prince, if you will, of pop culture, Mike the General Zod. As always, great here. All right. And that's right, the original. Well, no, not the original, but she is Miss LST. I am the original. Are you, are you the original? <laughs> I thought we said it was Lisa Bonet. But nonetheless. But the current. The, the original. Current. Current. You're, the You're the current. You're the current. LST, breaker of chains, queen of the uh, marine, on <laughs> the unsullied, yada, yada, yada. The one and only. Your grace. Morgan Fabulous. <laughs> I'm Al Celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al Celebrity Soda, your host with the most. And you know what? Because oh, it was Al. Timbaland's birthday, yes. uh, he collaborated with one of my favorite pop artists from the early 2000s, Nelly Furtado. Oh, yes. And this song. Promiscuous Girl. Not Promiscuous Girl, but this is my yep. one of my favorite tracks it did. It's called Say It Right. That's my uh, favorite one. I love that song, uh, guys. To end tonight's Below the Drunk Show. Nothing at all. You about- know, I always thought that she should have been much bigger than what she was. Yeah, yeah she, she kind of she kind of disappeared. Yeah, she should have been she around did the, like, the still pop, today. She did the rock focus in the beginning and then yeah. switched yeah. gears to pop. She should have she, she exploded. Uh, yeah, her career exploded. I saw her live. Um, she's a great performer. Beautiful. She was hot as hell. Too. Yeah. She was hot. Yeah, Zod, a very but um, voice. I love I love Timbaland and her collaborations and Amazing. Say It Right, the best one. Um, yeah, well, will be the cool cut to close tonight's show, guys. So on behalf of the panel, we'll see you guys next week for our St. Patrick's Day celebration. Oh yes. Us. we'll be drinking, drinking Irish stout. Guinness, Irish whiskey, drink your favorite Irish drink, wear green next week, guys. So until then, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.
Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, 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 bye,